I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. Don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own, more than you could ever know. Let my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is to eat your universe. Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Imminent, David LaFuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Somney, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, Scotty Young, Gabriel Harbin, Brian Hitch, Lee Garbett, Steve Kurth, Eric Nguyen, Carlo Pagulian, Salvador LaRocca, Clayton Crane, Luke Ross, Billy Tan, Mitch Breitweiser, Dave Marquez, Pepe LaRoz, and David Messina's Ultimate Spider-Man. And this week we are celebrating possibly the end of the Ultimate Universe as we venture into Cataclysm. Everything has been leading to this. Is this the last stand of the Ultimates? And I am joined, of course, by the only two men who I would team up with to battle a multiversal threat wanting to eat my entire planet. First off, he's the man who's been training for this ever since the Watchers chose him to be to wield the power cosmic. It's Jacob Brown. Consume, absorb, new life form detected. Consume. <laughs> And he is the man who has redeemed himself after trying to uh, basically take over our world after a quick sojourn into an alternate universe where he saw his uh, wife and children in a maybe possible future for him. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. Guys, life is beautiful. Life is great. Life is good. And I wish I had seen it before, you know, I, you know, there's a timeline out there where I'm married to a super hot blonde and we got super hot you know, super hot life. You know, we got beautiful little blonde kids. I love this. Life is good, guys. Life we is good. Are talking Let's celebrate life. Cataclysm. Uh, and we're also, welcome to December. This is our first book club of December for this uh, iteration. Merry Christmas. And we Listeners, are... Jacob and I had no idea that that opening was coming. That was <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to take a was, second. That was, that was unbelievable. Impressible. That, that, that was, was so incredible. That was absolutely delicious. Ah, uh, yeah. I you know, saw backup dancers, like all sorts of things. It was, it was yeah. the season is all I can say. Yeah. Uh, but it's eat it's, a butthole, Mariah Carey. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you got to keep using that. Um it you know I think it's, it. it's the time of year when uh, a man in a jolly funny hat comes down the chimney and eats your planet. So I might as <laughs> yeah, well exactly. It's, it's it's time to get in the spirit. The Galactus Are you talking about spirit. the you're talking about the Invader Zim Christmas special, right? Because that's what that's what happens. In the, in that, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If foretold cataclysm, that makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so we are talking Cataclysm issues one through five, 
ultimate cataclysm ultimate spider-man issues one through three and we're wrapping everything up with ultimate comics spider-man number 200 uh we got a lot to talk about so let's just get into it We've got a full uh, docket here. I'm going to run down the list, and then as we go through, I'll remind you. Uh, we're starting at Ultimate Comic Cataclysm, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number one. Then we're doing the first two chapters of Cataclysm. Then we're doing the remaining uh, issues number two and three of the Spider-Man tie into Cataclysm. Then we've got the remainder of Cataclysm, and we're wrapping things up with issue 200. So... It's simple, really. Let's dive into this. Cataclysm Ultimate Spider-Man number one. We need a little bit of backstory here. Why is Galactus coming to the uh, Ultimate Universe? Listeners, let me tell you the story of Age of Ultron. Listen, (laughs) Age of Ultron is pretty okay. As time travel stories go, it's not the worst one we've heard. It's not the worst. But so basically, um, time travel is involved. Ultron from the future goes back to the past, takes over everything. And then I believe it's Wolverine and the Invisible Woman go back in time to kill Hank Pym, which makes everything just worse. And then everything (laughs) ends with Wolverine basically breaking time and time travel, which... Allows you broke for a time. Things. <laughs> you they broke say time. that repeatedly. You broke time. We broke time. Time is broken. <laughs> they say that repeatedly at the end of that story. <laughs> but the so this is two things that happen at the end of Age of Ultron. Is one Angela comes to the Marvel Universe from Angela, wherever she, Angela, uh, <laughs> the long lost sister retconned of Thor and Loki, Angela. And then we also get Galactus pulled into the 1610. So that's really all you need to know about Age of Ultron. It broke time and Galactus is here now. Hey, listeners, go read Age of Ultron because it reads pretty okay at one time. And I think it has a couple of good moments. As long as it's all to get, like, if you're reading that 10 issues in one go, it reads pretty okay. It's, it's not bad. Um, after after reading this, I actually am contemplating and reading Age of Ultron just to know what led up to all this. Because Age, Age of cool. Ultron has a couple really good moments. I think that first half is really good. It's strong, and then really strong. the second half is kind of wild. But the first half <laughs> uh, is is all just like you know everything's just gone absolutely to shite. Uh, and we need has to one of my favorite. This has one of my favorite last page Captain America reveals. Captain America reveals. Yep. That's, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's issue an amazing one. page. So issue number good. one has a fantastic Captain America last page. Yeah. Uh, a really, really great last page. Um, but yeah, Age of Ultron's okay. It's interesting. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but the real standout <laughs> is what comes immediately after that because prior to this event, we get the four issue miniseries Hunger, where we get the shining moment. Everything has led to this for Rick Jones, aka yeah. Nova, now aka Captain Marvel. Um, basically, uh, to summarize. This incredible story. Uh, Galactus rips his way into the middle of the Shatari Kree War and decimates literally everybody. Um, 
Rick Jones, who, as we uh, as we have established before in this series, has been summoned and given the power cosmic by the Watchers for a purpose. We have not known what that purpose is, and it looks like it was all leading to this. He battles against Galactus and is able to turn the tide of him away from this conflict. Unfortunately, that turns him towards Earth. Which is where we begin our story. So, Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, Cataclysm number one. Uh, we catch up in the Triskelion, which has now been turned into the S.H.I.E.L.D. Helicarrier. Because at this point, they're just trying to make the Ultimate Universe as much like the 616 as possible. Yeah. Yes. Um, everybody is trying to figure out uh, what they are going to do next after the recent events of literally everything going on. Uh, Jessica's also wearing a sweet jacket. This becomes her look for a while. It's really cool. I, I, I love it so much. I love this look. I really do. You just like a little jacket. I just like yeah. little jackets. I get uh, it. I like a little jacket. Everybody is trying to figure out what to do about this new Spider-Man. Do we bring him in? Do we like in, you know, bring him onto the team? What are we going to do? And we cut over to Miles, who is uh, you know, shirking his responsibilities as you do in school, and we get a quick cut in to a student. A student Who's a bombshell? It's What's bombshell, her name? ladies and gentlemen. What's her name? Lori Baumgartner is really? what? No, no, what? no, what's her name? What's her name? What's it say? Panel uh, Lori panel Baumgartner. Two. Panel two, what does it say? Sitting, uh, <laughs> sitting in an office right now. I told Lori, you last Lori week. Lori is talking to, I believe, a copper security guard. Um, and Lori decides that she has had enough of this. Uh, there's a great moment where she kind of like runs down the stairs and is, has this like PTSD moment with her mom. I don't believe we still know what happened to her mom between the last time we saw her and now. Uh, her mom's right. in jail. I mean, the, the PO says it. That's he, right. You're right. You're right. Like, yeah. your, your mom's in jail. Uh, oopsie daisy. Whoopsie daisy is right. Um, <laughs> so uh, Bombshell's trying to figure out what to do next while Miles is back in the game. Last volume, he took up the mantle of Spider-Man once again. So he's doing his thing. Real quick, let's talk about this art. The art's so freaking good. Stellar. Oh, it's so good. Stellar. I mean, Dave Marquez. At the height of his power. That boy, we've seen a boy grow. But like, Jesus Christ, this panel of Miles just like running alongside the side of the building is one of the most dynamic things I've ever seen in my life. The it's shadows in this yes. is fucking oh, amazing. Also, the previous page with his uh, his recreation of, the of David LaFuente, which yeah. is amazing because it looks just like David LaFuente. Just Lafuente. like it. And yeah. don't you worry, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting to David LaFuente. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, so Spider-Man <laughs> finds himself actually being embraced by the greater public, which is really cool. You love seeing it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we cut to Cloak and Dagger, who are just just having a rotten old time. They have returned to Dagger's old house to try and let uh, Dagger's mom know that she's alive. House is boarded up. They left. Oof. They didn't give a fuck. Uh, this because is 
this is the beginning of some of the darkest storytelling i think in comics like <laughs> it's this and then what happens at the end of this volume are two of the darkest things i think that happen in comic books yes <laughs> uh so, so sad they they have this again really sweet moment ty and tandy are made for each other ty is trying to console tandy when all of a sudden we get one of the greatest double plate double page splashes i've ever seen in my entire life oh yeah they suddenly hear a rumble and they look up and the helicarrier and literally every jet in the u.s military is heading towards this giant fucking figure in the distance this is how galactus should be portrayed this is exactly this is the best portrayal of galactus yes for sure because this is a literal like world they have no idea what's happening they have no idea what's coming yeah and i fucking love it the 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 swirl of the clouds like yes because he just fucking like drops out of the sky it's terrifying it's so scary which brings us to cataclysm the ultimate's last stand number one we cut over to uh, Miles and Genki, who are walking along, and uh, wouldn't you know it, who's on art for this? Mark Bagley. Mark Bagley! Bagley's back! <laughs> because if you're going to destroy the Ultimate Universe, there's only one person who should do that, and it's exactly. Mark Bagley, the creator of the Ultimate Universe. Mm. A trick that Marvel gets to pull multiple times. A couple times. times. <laughs> <laughs> More times than they probably should have. More times than they should have. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Genki is talking about this weird thing that happened to Miles, because as we saw at the end of uh, Age of Ultron, Galactus dropped literally out of the sky right in front of Miles. But then the next page out of, like, you know, we get into hunger, he's not there. He's gone. Yep. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And inexplicably is just in the middle of space. So this page is largely them trying to just like. To explain that. it all together. Yeah. And Miles yeah. is like, dude, I saw a giant purple hat guy. And Genki's like, I don't fucking believe you, man. He's like, what and, do you mean? Purple hat guy? It's stupid. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait, did the purple hat have two weird looking antler prongs on it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Why do you ask? They fucking turn around and there's Galactus. There's Galactus. <laughs> Again, just fucking terrifying. Yes. I don't know if, why. If Galactus just I dropped down into your city. I was doing just now. No, I liked it. I liked it. That's the voice for the rest of the episode. That's, that's where you have to go. That's the voice I'm doing. That's the voice. It's <laughs> it's a little like Russian David Desmakian, you know? A little bit, but it's also a like little. a weird Midwestern twang. But it's also Midwest. Yeah, it's like if he was in Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm literally like a, a character, character in Fargo in... now. Yes, yeah. you are. Yes, you really are. Oh, geez. <laughs> but yeah, Galactus just drops into the middle of New York and he's just like, yeah, this looks like a good place to eat. And it's New York. I love <laughs> Genki's just like, you got to do something. And Miles is like, what the fuck am I, I supposed to do here? <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do against that? I love it. But because it's Miles, he goes anyway. And at that exact moment, uh, <laughs> Galactus does what we've all been saying. And what, honestly... Uh, if you go back to the days of thunder, Jane Foster has been saying he walks across the river to Newark, New Jersey, and destroys it. Here's the thing: 
here's the thing, listeners. Galactus is a stand-up guy. I've known the guy for years. You know, uh, he's he's a stand-up guy. <laughs> he's one of the best friends I've ever had in my life, and he's just looking out for us all. He's he doing al- us a favor. He also is no fan of Jason Kidd. He's like, you know what? I'm a Knicks fan. I'm going to go yeah, destroy absolutely. the New Jersey Nets. <laughs> absolutely. You so know what? The ultimate universe. The Nets are still in New Jersey. Yeah. He's, he's just like, green state my ass. Exactly. He's, if there is one person that Galactus really hates, is Zach Braff. Like, he yes. hates Braff. He's, he's like, like anyway, he's I like fuck that. Scrubs. I only watched the first season. <laughs> it's funny because Galactus is a big bill lawrence fan but he hates zach braff hates zach braff <laughs> he, he so loves weird. loves everybody else involved with scrubs hates zach braff but yeah he uh, destroys newark to build his machine yeah we cut over to the uh to the triskelion the flying triskelion and everybody is just like firing on him and i love this they Use the full weight of this flying triskelion to blast him and then his face just comes through the smoke and everyone's like Oh fuck! And he's just sick, dude. Decimating this fleet. Miles is trying to uh, mitigate collateral damage across the river, and Galactus begins to consume the planet where the Ultimates arrive. We've got Captain America. We've got Hawkeye. We've got three quarters of the Fantastic Four. We've got Iron Man, (laughs) Thor, and of course. The girl in a league of her own. Spider-Woman, which again, what are we supposed to do against this? I I, I do appreciate that that is sort of addressed later. Yes, yes. It's, like, it's I do appreciate nice. that they, they realize, wait a second, nothing is going to work here. We need to... <laughs> contain this we need to like help people like yeah, <laughs> yeah. what are you supposed this, to do against this a giant a problem guy? yeah there's there's nothing to do and so thor gives it his best shot calls down the thunder straight onto galactus's head the ultimates go off on this man and he does not even flinch blasts them away begins constructing his machine and the game is on uh cataclysm ultimates last stand chapter two we see miles just trying to figure out what to do with himself uh he hitches a ride on a helicopter across the river to the former new jersey i love love that the former (laughs) new jersey put that on a t-shirt just that caption box put that on a t-shirt Galactus is like FIFA. He's like, I'm going to destroy a city <laughs> to build my contraption, and then I'm going to leave. Because <laughs> it's the World Cup, folks. It's um, the World Cup, baby. Yeah, yeah. Spidey launches himself off of this helicopter and just splats on the side of Galactus's helmet. I love He's it. It's like, hey! Hey, I don't want you to do this. Uh, he's rescued by the ultimate. Listen to your conscience. I'm your conscience. Galactus is like, Jiminy, we have not spoken in many moons. Host, I know. Jiminy's Long time back. no saving. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. 
I thought I left you on Centauri for... <laughs> what are you doing here, man? <laughs> That's not for anyone who is a Dragon Ball fan. Galactus's voice is now just a Super Kami Guru. From, hell yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball like, abridged. abridged. Like, hell yeah. Hello, Chimini. <laughs> I am Super Kami Guru. I um, you were just being Eeyore for a split second. I, I mean, like, he, he is the Marvel Universe's Eeyore. He's just like, I'm just hungry. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. I know you don't invite me to the party because I end up eating wherever we party at. Listeners, whoever does art, do a commission of Eeyore wearing a Galactus helmet. I want to <laughs> like, see. Oh that man, sounds, that sounds adorable. <laughs> and Incredible. Just, and just the and the speech bubble that says, "I hunger." Just, I, I hunger. hunger. Just I the always, saddest. I <laughs> hunger. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I might get that commission just so. I want to. I want to see that. That I sounds hilarious. It. I want it so bad. Um, we also see something very interesting here. We see Ben Grimm in both his thing form and his translucent form. And I yeah. don't understand the continuity Me here. Either. That is a... Th- I, I, Can he I don't switch? I don't remember if that is from... It has to be before this that that ultimate FF book takes place. I don't, I don't know wh- how that lines up. I honestly have no idea. Because the reading order it that I was looking crazy. at, it t- it takes uh, it says Ultimate FF takes place after. Cataclysm. It is after this, right? Yeah, because yeah. that's where Tony goes. Okay, so I have no idea. I have <laughs> no idea. Love it, love it. Good to Perfect. know. It drives me it drives me insane. All I remember from before this, like right before this in the Ultimates book, is that uh, you get the Ultimate Kang story written by Joshua Fialkov, Ooh. which is uh, Kang is future Susan Storm. That's cool. That's cool. That's what did he say? What did he say? Uh, yeah. Uh, So that's that's like a whole thing. That's that's literally the thing that takes place like right before this. But I don't remember any of the Ben stuff with that. Or interesting. What I remember that does have Ultimate Hulk coming back, and it has something with the Infinity Gems as well. Interesting. Ultimate Infinity Gems. It's it's a weird, messy story. Ultimate yeah. Disassembled, I think is what it's called. Well, really G- Galactus is hashtag unbothered by the Ben Grimm of it all and just continues Good. to build his machine. Um, so <laughs> yeah. they realize, oh, look, all the scans we're doing, this thing isn't from our universe. It's from a different one. So they decide, we got to go talk to the person who's not from our universe. And we get to go talk to... Guys. Our boy Quentin Beck. I almost did nice Glenn touch. Beck again. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. I almost did uh, it again. That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> this is a cool, like, li- th- this is nice. This was good. Call this back. is a nice this thing. Is, this is a good callback. Yeah, this is a good callback. And I think if anyone else was writing this story besides Bendis, they might not have made this choice to yeah. reference Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so they're like, hey, look. And he shows the image of Galactus to Mysterio. And Mysterio's just like, I don't fucking know what that thing is. What do you yeah. want from me? <laughs> and he's like, but if it's like eating your planet, you got to talk to Reed Richards. And everyone's like, don't I fucking love- say that name. <laughs> I love that. I love that shit. Of the that the just panel like, yeah, of Reed Tony. Is like the best guy. Like- <laughs> the panel of Tony with the fucking speed racer. <gasps> what? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he's Reed just, Richards do this? He's like, he's like, he's like, like saying, Did Voldemort's we just do this? I'll kill you. him. <laughs> you will address him as he who must not be named. Yeah. <laughs> Quinn's like, oh, you guys have Harry Potter here too. That's weird. Uh, so like, that's weird. Huh. And, and there's there's this moment here too where he's just like, do you guys, do you guys even have a Reed Richards? He's a super solid guy. Like. He's a guy who changes. I love it. He's like I. I honestly kind of like look up to him. Like (laughs) I think he's kind of (laughs) cool. We cut back to Manhattan, where we are introduced to Ultimate Amadeus Cho, uh, who I (laughs) I, for fuck's sake was like, is that Wong? Mark Bagley, man, that is Mark Bagley. Mark Bagley, dude. We've talked about this, Mark, buddy. That is we talked about this. Good. You can't keep drawing the all of your Asian characters. The optics on that are not good. You can't just keep are drawing all of your Asian no. characters bald and youngish looking. Like you can't. They don't yeah. all look the same. Um, not good. But I think find, Genki oh. is the first like Asian character that he drew that wasn't bald, but was still like significantly shorter than Miles, which is a weird choice. But like, even then, like. He didn't design the character, so like, yeah. if he yeah. had been designed, he'd probably look like Jacob Batalone looks in real life. Like, yeah, that's yeah. It's kind of like he predicted Jacob Batalone. Maybe yeah. he did. Uh, Jacob yeah. Batalone for <laughs> Ultimate Amadeus Cho. Have we come around on this character design? <laughs> that was the fastest three sixty we could ever take on something. <laughs> That was a story in three acts across three minutes. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, so I just they... see the universe slightly cracking and just like the Vatican and like all of like their. And you their see a purple glove off. reach through it's the crack. Really through. <laughs> Galactus is coming to end hunger. us all one day. No, no, no. It's my awesome. hunger. <laughs> I hunger. He's, I mean, Galactus is just a force of nature, you know, it, it's really, not his yeah. fault. Much like Eeyore. Exactly. Much like Eeyore. He's just a force of nature. He's a force of nature. Mm. Uh, so they find the, uh, the portal that Mysterio had used to enter the ultimate universe. And they're like, we, all right, we got to go through there and like, go talk to their Reed Richards about this Galactus thing. And Tony's like, I'm going in. And they're like, <laughs> No. <laughs> everyone I, like I love that Tony's like, of course it has to be me, obviously. And everyone's like, like yeah. no, we no. don't trust you with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Tony's like, but I'm the only one who knows the questions. And someone's like, if you could just write them down, like we could we could give them <laughs> And they're like, all of a sudden Cap just chimes in. He's like, you're not going. And then they all suddenly turn and Miles is like, fuck, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'm the only one who's gone through the portal before. And then uh, we Technically. get a voice. <laughs> we get a voice saying, I'll go with him. Everyone turns. And it's Reed Richards. It's Miles Teller. It's Miles Teller. <laughs> it's, Everyone's it's like, honestly. oh, man, this one this giant thing in the sky. It's like we're meeting our maker. <laughs> Miles Teller walks in and says, Say that again. 
again. But I love that he is so fucking petty. He was wearing a Fantastic Four costume, essentially. Just with yes. the one a better F. Fantastic Four costume. He's like, I it's am a, the Fantastic. And so yeah, it, it is a cool I costume. Love it. It's a it's a it's, it's a, a cool blend costume. of the FF and Maker costumes. Uh, the Maker He's, costume is yeah, it's kind of superior, sick. but this one's a close I'm second. The, I'm the one that puts the Fantastic in the Fantastic Four. That's exactly it's Ben Grimm shit. from the back is like boo boo <laughs> this man he ruined my life boo. I just love that everyone turns to see that Reed is there, and then literally 18 people at one time just shoot off all their things or throw their things. <laughs> they all immediately attack him. It's it's that gif of that kid like in the corner of the classroom and everyone's throwing their bags at him. Yes, and then someone chucks a chair. Like, yeah. <laughs> so good. That's Reed Richards, <laughs> aka me. Every time I mention Team Tony, uh, <laughs> shut up. Every shut time. Up. Every That's- time. Every Shut time. Awesome. That Shut is up. the reaction I get every time I mention him. Ooh, good. Um, just insane. pelting you with, like, paper. Just pelting me with everything. <laughs> and so Reed is basically like, look, I know you do not want my help, but you do not have a choice because this thing is going to eat our world. And I live on this world, so I have a vested interest in this world not being eaten. You know you need my help. In fact, you cannot deny that you need my help because we're going to have to get into one of the most secure buildings in that universe and I'm the only one who has the genetic clearance for that. You need me. And so they're like, alright, fuck. We're, we're going to go do this, I guess. <laughs> we cut over to Utopia, which I think mm-hmm. is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And we catch up with the ultimate X-Men. Jean Grey, Shola Nkosi, Derek Morgan, Magma, Armor, which I did not know there was an ultimate armor. I love it. Uh Colossus, and... The Girl Who Walks Through Fire. Kitty Pride, my love, my light, my joy, my Vita Loca. Kitty Pride, I I love seeing her again. <laughs> Listen, you should read the Ultimate Comics X Men comic because it is all just Kitty Pride. Oh, it's a- Kitty Pride leading leading the mutant revolution. God, I oh, I love that so much. She is she is literally the face of the mutant revolution. That's it. It's, so. It's we she cut looks back great in to, this, by the way. She like, looks fantastic. Her, her, her suit and everything like that. It was just she looks a lot older. She always has. Let's it's just true. say it. It's true. She's always given the Vogue. No, for yeah. sure. Always right. given yeah. it. Uh, right. Next chapter is Cataclysm Ultimate Spider-Man number two. We cut to two years ago. And the balls on this splash page of just two <gasps> years ago, the fucking ultimatum wave. In the middle yes. of oh god, uh huh, <laughs> world ending of all this, yeah, and we get to see Ultimatum from the perspective of Tandy Bowen. Uh, we get to see the capsized fairy, which we've seen as ki- it's kind of the the iconic iconographic whatever. It's the thing, the set piece that everyone saw. 
Yeah. Anytime you cut to yeah. someone's perspective during Ultimatum, they always see this fairy. And I think yeah, that's really that's, fascinating. That's the uh, Oceanic Flight 815. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <dear> Lord. <laughs> that's what everybody cuts to. They're like, oh, the fairy. Yes. Yeah, the fairy. Yeah, I remember the fairy. Real quick, it's really weird for me to see that. Uh, when we lived in New York, my dad worked on the Staten Island Ferry. Like that was just like oh, his job. Man. So it's really weird every time we see that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if we lived in the ultimate universe, yeah, we'd be dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Uh, but thankfully, uh, Tandy and her mother are spared the uh, the crushing weight of the fairy. They do see, I love, we get a shot that we saw during Ultimatum with Spidey swinging someone away from the wreckage of the fairy mm-hmm. um peter parker man it's the further we get away from peter the more that every time i see him i'm like oh oh peter oh peter yeah. hey <laughs> yeah that's my guy <laughs> peter is treated like a really interesting i don't know a really interesting specter yes you know like it, yeah it's every time he shows up on a panel it's like oh that's the gold standard that's yep. a hero you yeah. know, which is really interesting. I, I think especially that's a- because we saw how much he struggled. Yeah. As yeah, a person. Yeah, exactly. So we we then cut to right now. Uh, not the right now of two years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> nor the right now of when Galactus initially broke into the universe, nor the right now of hunger. We're kind of the right now. Of right now and we see uh tandy and ty <laughs> seeing galactus in the distance again i love this image i love this image so much uh, if you have been following the geeks plane twitter you know how much i love this image because i've basically yeah. been taking all of the uh similar images of it to hype up this episode yeah and tandy's like we have to do something and ty's like fucking what what are we supposed to do here? <laughs> and Tandy's like, you just got to get me close. And they're like, okay. And they warp right in front of Galactus's face. And they are so tiny. And Tandy's just like, it's fucking on sight! And throws her daggers at <laughs> Galactus. They do nothing. And they're like, oh shit. This is a problem. We cut back to the Ultimates. Mm, can dave marquez draw the ultimates my oh God. boy can dave marquez draw literally everybody but jesus. definitely the ultimates jesus his captain america looks so good anyway. oh yeah uh so they this is prior to them deciding to uh say or to go with the plan to send miles and reed across across the universe and <laughs> they are trying to yeah i love it i love i, I love that movie um we see no, miles same. trying to Oh, it's so good. Uh, Miles is trying to calm this kid down, which brings us to two years ago. Not the two years ago. Uh, God, God, God damn it. Of hunger. Nor the two years ago of the Age of Ultron, but the two years ago of right now. Where... Listener, I looked him in the eye. I looked him in the eye. <laughs> he looked into my yeah, eye yeah. sockets. I was I was dagger looking right into the eye of Galactus, and I it was threw so my cool. knives, and it did nothing. And I was immovable. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, I'm over here with like popcorn, looking at a tennis match, back and forth, back and forth, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> 
we see uh, the gridlock of Miles and his family trying to get out of town during the ultimatum wave. Uh, we cut to today. Not the today of two years ago, nor the today of ultimatum, nor the You're today criminal. of <laughs> hunger, nor the today of You're Age of Ultron, but the today of today, where Bombshell is walking through the streets with her headphones on, as I would probably be doing in the midst of this, yeah. playing my music so loud that I don't realize what the fuck's going on directly behind me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this person who... Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna slow, slow me, me down. down. <laughs> That's probably what's playing. Uh, and Wait, guess... what, what, what is she listening to? What do you think she's listening to? Ain't nothing uh, gonna she's... break my stride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I that think she, she's listening to uh, Bad Reputation. I don't give a damn about okay. my bad reputation. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I I I think she's a Florence person. I think she's listening oh. to some Florence. Ooh. Some yeah. okay, but would it be like because anytime I and maybe this is just because I, I played and love Final Fantasy 15. Anything anytime I think of Florence, hell yeah, I so think of I'm Stand By Me, the cover sheet yeah. of that. Yeah, hell yeah. So, yeah. She's just in her Ooh. serene, just Ooh. like yeah. that puts me in tears. Oh, oh boy. I love that. I love that. Love that game. Oh, love that song. Final Fantasy 15. Great game. Slaps. Uh it gets too much hate. Perfect game. Uh perfect so game. She is caught up by her ex-boyfriend, I guess. This uh, is who was on the phone last week. Oh, volume. that's that Sid Dandy, whatever his name is. Yeah, it was like Pavey or whatever. That's like his last name. So his uh, name is like Sid Pavey or something like that. Yeah. yeah fucking look at this tweet. <laughs> uh, he's he's just like, look behind you. And he's like, oh, shit. And then a building and a car falls on top of this guy. And it couldn't have happened to a nicer person. That's so sick. It's so such a sick reveal. That literally there's just a car just there where his body was. Lori so blasts sick. the car off of him and just goes... Oh, it's fucking on. She sees the Ultimates flying overhead. She blasts up, changing into her superhero costume, and then sees what the fuck is causing all this. And she's like, what the fuck do I do? (laughs) And so the Ultimates go off, and Laurie decides, I am going to stop people from looting and pillaging. Wait, who decides that? Her mom's not here. Bombshell decides yeah, yeah, to Lana. Bombshell, Lana. Laurie Baumgartner uh, yeah, decides Lana. to Laurie uh, decides to stop these people from stealing from the store. And uh, Jessica shows up. She's just like, "Hey, you're a hero. That's really cool." Uh, Miles gets uh, this little boy back to his father, and the dad says, "You know, nothing is more important to a father than his son. Nothing is more important." And Miles is like, "Shit," because the last time mm-hmm. he talked to his father. His dad uh, was talking about how much he fucking hates Spider-Man and all the other heroes. So we cut back. uh, Dagger and Cloak are able to get away from uh, Galactus before he shoots out the Omega beams, I guess. (laughs) Um, It it is absolutely the Omega Sanction. 100% the Omega Sanction. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, they're able to whisk away some bystanders to an emergency room. Miles heads back to Brooklyn and he finds his dad looking for him. Miles jumps down and immediately fucking Jefferson is like, get the fuck away from me! I hate you! (laughs) And then Miles... Pulls his mask off. 
and reveals his identity to his father. Ugh. We cut to uh, Cataclysm Ultimate Spider-Man number three, where we see uh, just the most terrifying scene of this oh, commercial flight heading into uh, Newark. Because for those of you who don't know, Newark is a popular airport. And yeah, unfortunately, it's unfortunately. gross. Though. And as they are <laughs> yeah. flying in, two fighter jets are just like, bro, you got to turn around. You got to get out of here. They're like, wait, what? No, we're going to Newark. They're like, no, there is no Newark. You got to get out of here. <laughs> but but no, we don't want to go there. And then they suddenly find there's Galactus, who's just like, the fuck you get the fuck out of here. And he swats it uh-huh. uh, back in Brooklyn. Miles is trying to get his dad to come with him, and Jefferson is terrified. Absolutely terrified. And he is just like, I'm not fucking going anywhere with you. Miles is like, dude, we have to get out of here. And then Jefferson says the thing. He says, you killed my brother. Your mother died because of you. And, oh, God. In the midst of the world ending, we also get this heartbreaking scene of Jefferson blaming Miles for everything that has happened. He smacks him with his cane, says that you killed her, and then there's a rumble. They both look up and the plane that was swatted away comes crashing down into their neighborhood. Miles basically says, like, stay here, I'm going to come back to get you. And he swings off to go help the people in the plane. And we see just quiet panels, no dialogue. Miles swinging off to this plane, Jefferson dropping to his knees and screaming out of anguish. Miles gets to the plane. And um, it is a sight broken up over the buildings we don't know how many people have died um he gets a hand on his shoulder and jessica's there she's like put your mask on you gotta get to work they get in there and they find that the plane is empty except for one man j jonah jameson they pull jonah out of the wreckage of the plane um Miles tries to go back for the pilots. Plane explodes. Um, on the other half of the the other half of the plane, again, very lost style. Uh, Jess is the tail section. People yeah. out of the uh, out of the wreckage of the plane. Uh, Cloak and Dagger show up to try and help, trying to get people to safety. Plane blows up, and then. Boom! Bombshells there to blast away some debris that's going to fall on Jonah. And then there's this very interesting scene where Miles is telling Jonah to go with the other people, the other civilians with Cloak. And he goes, I'm going to change your life. And Miles is just like, just fucking like, go. Like, take care of yourself. And he goes, when this is over, I'm going to change your life. And I don't know what that means, but it's ominous. Mm -hmm. uh, Miles goes back to his apartment and finds that his dad's gone. He didn't wait. And then he gets a ringing in his earpiece 
Uh, it says, "We're stay where you are. We're coming to you. Miles jumps up onto a nearby water tower and hears, we may have a way to stop this and we need your help. And again, this amazing page is oh, just yeah. Miles looking so tiny and just across the river, fucking Galactus and silhouette with his his machine. Fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's fantastic. Which brings us to Cataclysm Ultimate Slash Stand number three. Uh, we cut to right now where the uh, portal is. The Ultimates are waiting for uh, Spidey and Reed to get back. Uh, Director Chang it just has a bazooka aimed at the portal in case something comes back that they don't want. And then Miles comes stumbling through, just tatters, absolutely beaten to hell, falls to the ground, and he goes, he's coming. We cut back to 25 minutes ago. Not the 25 minutes ago of two years ago, no, the 25 God minutes ago of Age of Ultron, or the 25 minutes ago of Hunger. We're talking about 25 <laughs> minutes ago of right now, where reed is able is basically again still pleading his case sue makes a little like a little pipe around reed's neck and begins choking him and they're like no 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 no, no, no. sue we need him we need him we need him. <laughs> and so she lets him go and they're like okay uh tony grabs miles and is like we'll be right back and he goes up there to just show miles like hey this is getting really bad um i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a little extra tech a little extra help uh but i need you to do this this is everything this is the most passive aggressive bullshit that tony stark has ever done (laughs) what a dick they're like hey we're gonna go pee real quick we'll be right back and be like hey listen you need to grow up okay (laughs) i need you to be i need you to put on your big boy pants yeah because this is a problem this is big shit okay like Remember, I'm talking to Spider-Man, not Spider-Boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so fucking aggressive. <laughs> and so Miles and Reed prepare to go through the portal and find themselves in the 616. We see 616 Johnny flying off in the distance. They have made their way to the Baxter building mm-hmm. where they go inside thanks to Reed again one once again, being able to bypass the DNA security. Uh, and that they're just marveling about how clean everything is, about how like beautiful everything is. And then Reed comes upon a photo, a giant portrait hanging in the hall of Marvel's first family. Reed, Sue, Johnny, Ben, and two people he doesn't recognize two smaller individuals wearing not the Fantastic Four logo, but a five and a six. And it doesn't take long for Reed to put together who those two people are. They're his kids. And they've got Sue's blonde hair and some of her features. They're his kids with Sue. He realizes how much he fucked up. Yeah. The the silent panel immediately following this, where yeah. Miles just kind of like looks at him like, wait, what? It- oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yikes, yikes! Uh, Reed is able to get them into the vault, 
where Reed starts downloading uh, the Galactus files and immediately is just overwhelmed with all the shit that Galactus is able to do. Every time that Galactus has shown up. <laughs> He's like, holy good times, fuck, you know? they do this all the time? All the time. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, this place is terrible. <laughs> we gotta get the fuck out of here. So he makes a copy. He's like, all right, I've got two thumb drives with the Galactus files. To, uh, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to take the other. And we are going to uh, get the fuck out of here. And they turn around and... Like the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas. There's little Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> With a spider pig doll. Like, I just came down to get a glass of milk. <laughs> it's this little blonde girl who's just like, oh, hey, dad. Like, do you know when mom's coming home? And fucking Reed turn, And it's the slow-mo moment of Reed just going, oh, shit. Because this little girl, a.k.a. Valeria Richards, immediately clocks this man and just says, you're not my father. And they're like, uh, it is not what you think. We're and she goes, Valeria Richards, security protocol override, code word, Franklin is a tool. And then all of a sudden, the fucking floodgate opens. All of these security measures just start blasting in. Thousands of herbies. Thousands, Thousands of, herbies. of herbies. Like a swarm. It's I shit you not. I heard the flight of the Valkyries <laughs> as the fucking like herbies come in and start like fucking lasering both of them. It's so <laughs> sick. There's a bunch of herbies. That's so tight. Herbies with lasers. Yes. Herbies with freaking lasers on their heads. I guess you uh, could say that those herbies are fully loaded. Anyway. Um, <laughs> boo! Yay! I'm Ben Grimm in the back. Boo uh, this man! Why are you, why are you booing the yeah. right? Why are I'm you booing the right? Hey, hey, Herbie goes bananas too. You know, it's, it's, everyone hey! knows about that. Uh, we there cut to Miles, except for that when escaped... we went to Monte Carlo. <laughs> hey, Miles escapes, <laughs> and not without being tore up from the floor up. And he, uh, as he's escaping the Herbies, we get this great fucking moment. This, this is why you like Cataclysm. Moment. This is, this is why I love Cataclysm. Because who happens to be swinging by but Peter Parker? But not Peter Parker, the amazing Spider-Man. Yes. It's Peter Parker, the superior Spider-Man. Yes, yes. And that superior costume, too. That superior it's the, it's costume. good-ass costume. Uh, the other costume's costume. good, too, but this one is The other costume's superior. great, too. But this is the sickest Spider-Man costume. Fucking I superior know. Spider-Man's flying by, and he just goes, Egads! These fucking drones! And he's just getting <laughs> blasted at, and Miles is just like, Oh, no, Peter, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I love it. Sorry, so sorry. I gotta go. <laughs> bye. And fucking Otto is just like, what? What the madness is this? This is bullshit. <laughs> I thought I would get blasted at because I'm a hero now. It's I fucking love so this. Funny. It's incredible to me that these stories were happening concurrently at the same time. Yeah. 
Yeah, but but Miles has no idea. That's Miles the best. Has no he has idea. Literally no, no idea. No clue. He's just that like, is. whoa, Peter, weird costume, but okay. Yeah, he's just like, oh, interesting. He started to wear red and black after he met me. That's interesting. Huh. Anyway, huh. weird, <laughs> weird. Huh. Who's the copycat huh. Spider-Man now? Huh. All right, I gotta he's go. Got the, he's got the angular thing going on on the chest just after it. he met me. That's interesting. Huh. Huh. Weird. Okay. Yeah. I, I I just think it's interesting. I just think it's interesting. <laughs> Uh, so then we cut to the moment at the beginning of this. Guys, it's just a coincidence. I don't know what you guys are going on about. I just uh, think it's interesting. Where Miles comes stumbling through the portal, and he's like, he's he's coming, he's coming, and fucking Reed comes through, and he's just like, all right, time to get to work. And everyone is like, all right, let's just fucking, let's get this info. We're going to w- start working on this. And then Sue comes up to Reed, because she sees that he's got this somber look on his face. And she's like, what did you see? Like, did you see us? And Reed goes, no, I saw our daughter. She was so, so fierce and beautiful. I saw what could have been. And it was, it was everything you wanted. I'm sorry, Susan, for everything. And I'm sorry. It took me this long to see how beautiful the world is. As we zoom out to Galactus preparing to finish eating the planet. Like, it's a really nice moment. It's a great moment. And it's, like it's, great. A, it's a really nice moment and a really nice character turn for this character who yeah. we've seen go to yeah. the literal darkest part of his soul of just like, no, like life is bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. matters. Nothing matters and everything is in service of me. It's it's the, you know, super Reddit guy realizing like, oh, shit, I could have had stuff if like, I could have touched grass this whole time. Yeah. Like if I wasn't so online, you know, like I could have had a line. <laughs> like, the in, reddit guy incel just, richards is like okay yeah maybe it wasn't clobbering time this whole time exactly maybe the clobbering time was inside of us all along maybe the clobbering <laughs> time was the friends we made along the, the way. along the way yeah you know all of a sudden uh, reed richards is bursting through the baxter building he's going goodness glorious what day is it a cooked goose for everyone why it's avengers day sir avengers day i haven't missed it oh. he's like what day Wait. is it the world is fucking ending he's like life is beautiful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quick get me a christmas goose and then all of a sudden the car just crashes right onto that kid and you're just like, oh, right, right, back to that. right got it so i guess Ooh. i'm not getting that goose Good. <laughs> And then we we cut over to Bombshell, and she's like, God, fuck us, everyone. <laughs> God damn it. Mark the Herald Angel sings. Silver surfers on his bling. <laughs> so we cut over to... And the to... boys in the NYPD choir singing by the bay. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts to the NYPD. Oh, God, everything's burning. <laughs> Everyone, get down to the basement, security. Uh, Cataclysm, the Ultimate's Last Stand, Chapter 4. We cut to Manhattan. New York City. The city of dreams. City of dreams. You can, oh, make, it, you you can make it anywhere. <laughs> and Galactus is like, actually, no I'm going to make <laughs> Galactus is like, actually, I'm going to make everything nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we see the X-Men have arrived alongside your best friend and mine, Jimmy, Jim Boy, Jimbo Hudson. God bless Jimmy Hudson. God everyone. bless Jimmy Hudson. 
I, to the fucking love Jimmy Hudson as a character. I love Jimmy Hudson. Yeah, he's awesome. He's so dumb, but I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, he's he is insanely a stupid idea. Like, he is the worst idea, but he's awesome. Blonde Wolverine in this economy? But it Blonde works. teen Wolverine. He is, you know why we like him. He's Batman Beyond for Wolverine. Yes, 100%. Oh, yes. Like, that's yeah, all he is. He's the Batman Beyond of Wolverine. I and was Marvel should have realized that. I and they also the... should have made him Asian as well. Uh-huh. I thought he was the Daniel Craig of James Bonds, basically here. The Wolverine. <laughs> Smaller and Daniel blonder. Craig of Yes. 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 The James <laughs> Bl- The James Blonde. The James, James Bond, Bond, yes. Yeah. Uh so we see that the X-Men are assembled. We've got Rogue, Jimmy Hudson, Storm, Derek Morgan. They keep saying that name like I should know who that is. Colossus, Iceman, Magma, Jean Grey, and Kitty Pride. It's because Derek Morgan doesn't have a code name or anything. He was from Ultimate X. Sure, I believe you. And All so right. they're Spike. they're like, we have to do something. <laughs> they're like, I'm glad to hear you say that. They turn around and it's the Ultimates. They're like, X-Men, we need your help. And Storm is like, are you fucking... T- no! After <laughs> you hunted us and persecuted us? No! It's and, Cap's, and Cap's just like, that's all right. We don't need all of you. I just need you. And he points at Kitty Pride, saying, Kitty Pride, the world needs you. We cut back to the Flying Triskelion, which is getting more crowded by the minute. Uh, yeah. Everyone's like, okay, look, this is what needs to happen. This is our plan. Wait a second. And then Tony looks and is like, you're Jean Grey. Oh, grab our Cerebro. And everyone's like, you have a Cerebro? And so they bring out the Cerebro. They're like, okay, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to need you to get into this thing's head to find out how much time we have and what, you know, what it's here to do. Uh, They take uh, some blood from Kitty, and they're like, you are the center of our plan. We are going to make you gigantic, and we are going to have you run through this fucking thing's machine. Because when you phase through stuff, it explodes. And Kitty's like, "Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, I can figure this out. And Storm's (laughs) like, is she going to survive through this? And Reed's just like, eh, probably not. Yeah, Reese is like, no, that's fucking stupid. Why would you even ask that? (laughs) (laughs) But it does what I've been waiting this entire year for. To make Kitty Pride the center of the ultimate universe. Mm. Everything is going to live or die based on what she does here. Kitty Pride. Badass. Pride. Pride of the world. Pride of the Pride of the universe. Mm, it's oh, true. It's true. Uh, so Gene puts on the Cerebro helmet, taps into uh, Galactus's mind, and just hears, I hunger. <laughs> he suddenly goes, wait a minute, who are you? And he turns and sees the helicarrier. And they're like, fuck, fuck, we got to get out of here. Fuck. Uh, Thor decides, all right, I'm going to just take it to him. Takes a couple jets out with him and just starts bashing him also in this dumbass costume this dumbass costume with this dumbass hammer 
Um, I fucking love this sucks. costume. I costume love this sucks. costume so much. He looks like he looks like if there was an action figure for Thor that like how in the 90s they had Batman action figures, but they never had the regular suit. Yeah. It's always like, oh, it's like Aqua Battle. Batman. Or like, yeah, exactly. Snowy it looks Tundra like Batman. It looks like a yeah. Thor that would be like one of those. It'd be like Celestial yeah. Battle Armor Thor. <laughs> yeah. This looks like this, if they wanted to put Thor in the Eternals story. movie. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, this looks vaguely yeah. like what Thor could wear. This looks yeah. eternally, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he starts giving it to Galactus as the Triskelion tries to get away. Um, fucking Galactus reaches out, grabs Thor, chucks him through the Chrysler building, and just goes, "Did you not hear me? I hunger." <laughs> and so everyone's like, "Okay, battle stations. We gotta fucking, we gotta figure this out." Cap takes a jet takes a quinjet out and just starts like blasting him storm uses her powers to whip up a tornado and they're like okay we got to figure this out we got to figure out what we're doing cap flies a jet directly into galactus's mouth uh, and it's unclear whether he makes it out or not storm goes out tries to stabilize the triskelion everyone's like i don't know what the fuck we're doing here but the triskelion is crashing it crashes, explodes, and Galactus goes back to his machine with, I hunger. <laughs> this is and when I realized that Cataclysm is maybe like an issue or two too long. And that they really didn't have a lot. Cause they probably could have done it in four issues. We literally end up exactly where we just were at the beginning of this story. Of, okay, yes. well, we have a plan. It's just that we're down a couple characters for no reason. Yes. <laughs> You know, also, that does make sense because of the fact that it would be just one issue more than the original Galactus. Uh, 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 if it was four issues? Was, yeah, yeah, if yeah. it was four, four issues. issues. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. It would actually make sense if it was just four issues instead of three or something. As that we said, that. like, two weeks yeah. ago, if Stanley and Jack Kirby could do it in three issues, and no one needs to take longer than that. Actually, exactly. it's closer to, like, two and a half. Yeah. The back it's half of issue like, three is just, yeah. Johnny goes to college. Yeah. <laughs> So, in the aftermath of Triskelion crashing, Miles gets up, he runs into Kitty, they're like, okay, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do, and Reed's just like, alright, you're up, kiddo! And Kitty starts growing. I think what you mean is that Reed Richards says, <clears throat> make my kitty grow! <laughs> <laughs> Reed, ultimate Reed Richards is just Rita Repulsa. That's exactly who he is. Like he's literally ah, just Rita Repulsa. Right down ah, to Susan, it. I regret all of the times that we had together, the future we could have. I seen our daughter. See? Oh, our beautiful daughter. Oh my god, Valeria is Scorpina. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh. And those yeah. those creatures that they fought during uh the Ultimate Doomsday were just a bunch of Goldars. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit, we've cracked this wide open. It's just Power Rangers. And Ben Grimm is Zordon. <laughs> ben Grimm is Zordon. You're right. You're right. I guess I guess I guess it'd be more apropos to say that uh I I can't say that. Never mind. <laughs> I thought of something, but it's a spoiler, and I don't want to spoil it for you. Never mind. Okay, don't spoil it then. Ooh, okay. Uh so <laughs> Kitty grows into a giant size. And giant size man thing, giant size man thing, kitty pride, giant size kitty pride, giant yeah. size kitty pride, issue number one. 
Uh, also, a huge problem for teenage Malcolm. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of a giant size kitty pride. Let me yes. tell you, that's a problem. Oh, man. I'm oh, having yeah. trouble with it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, kitty that's a problem. Immediately decides to pull a pride of the X Men and is like, okay, I'm going to fucking run through you into your machine. <laughs> and just phases straight through it. And I love this monologue that Reed gives. Yeah. He says, we don't have time to train you and you don't have time to second guess yourself. You were born for this. You were already trained for this. Every moment of your life as a superhero and mutant has brought you to this moment, Kitty. You already know how to do what you need to do now. Keep your earpiece in. Listen to what I have to tell you now. Do exactly as I say. Don't think about the planet-eating machine that you need to destroy. Don't think about the cosmic entity that is here to destroy us. Think about the world. And, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if I may, for a music... Uh, music cue. While you are reading Mm -hmm. this issue, listen to uh, He Films the Clouds maybe, or He Films the Clouds Part 2 by Maybe She Will. Chills. Uh, She runs through Galactus and and Reed says, think about the world. Think about the world you're saving. And then we get this gorgeous, incredible double-page splash. A classic Bagley two-page splash of heads. With heads. Uh, He says, think about the face of every person you've ever met. Think about the face of every person they have ever met. And think about all the people who have already died because of this monster. Think about the children. Think about the children. Think about the children. Think about the babies. Think about the miracle of life that happens every day. Think of where we are as a species and where we could go if only given a chance. Think of our future. Think of the first time you kissed someone. Think about that thing or person that you love most in the world. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that bubble is right next to Peter Benjamin Parker in the headline up. Uh, Mm. Think about that amazing feeling of just loving someone and them loving you back. Think about that look on your parents' face. Think about all that love. Save it, Kitty. Save all of that hope and love and future. Save it. It's all on you, Kitty. All that hope. Save it. And just we get this cavalcade of faces. Um, we see Jimmy Hudson. We see Magneto, Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm. We see MJ, uh, Miles, Kong, uh, Xavier, uh, Aunt May. Warpath is there. Warpath <laughs> is there. Sure. I don't know why. <laughs> yes, is all, uh, the He's same reason face. Shang-Chi is there at the left. Uh, yeah, we have Shocker Wong there. Me. Shocker's there. I think, I think it's Wong because this is, this is more of a Bendis thing yeah of him drawing all the people that he had a hand in writing at one point or another but of course the most important face on this on this whole collage geldof baby geldof center of the bottom (laughs) mark scoff with the scarf with the scarf geldof so good love it where oh yeah okay he's right under he's right under yeah. Oh my god. It's our boy. We haven't yeah. seen him in what feels like decades. <laughs> I hope Geldof's doing okay. Yeah. I hope he's doing okay. I think he's great. I, I think Geldof's the only one who really survives everything. He's a survivor. Even mm-hmm. even following uh Secret Wars, he's just drifting off. He's like, I am Geldof. Scarf and all. He's the only one. <laughs> Scarf and all, yeah. yeah. Uh Kitty like, runs sucks, baby cakes. <laughs> Kitty phases back through the machine and socks Galactus right on the jaw. 
incredible. <laughs> 10 out of 10, no notes. Kind of tight. Kind of tight. And so we see the machine explode, and in the aftermath, uh, Reed puts out a little machine. He's like, I'm saving the world. It goes out. And the machine is exploding. Kitty is trying to destroy as much of it as possible. Galactus reaches for her and she fucking socks him on the jaw again. She's like, fucking cosplay is not consent, motherfucker. Get off of me. Punches him in the face. (laughs) As this little machine shows up and then, boom, creates a portal into the negative zone. And starts to pull Galactus into it. Reed says the negative you mean zone a is boom tube. Yeah, it's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah, he he used a mother. It's box. a boom tube into the negative zone. And so yeah. he's like, the negative zone is a nearby antimatter universe. There's nothing for Galactus to consume in there. Honestly, it's a genius plan, right? An absolutely genius plan. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Galactus is getting pulled in, but he is struggling. And he's reaching for Kitty to drag her in, too. And then as they are going, as uh, Sue and Miles go to try to catch Kitty, they hear a rumble. Reed says, what is that? And Tony goes, that's my boy. As fucking Thor comes rumbling through and he goes, monster, have at thee. Fucking ultimate Thor. Dumbass costume aside is the greatest. (laughs) Fucking Honestly, base moment. Incredible moment. Thor tackles, football tackles Galactus through the portal as Kitty comes down to normal size. Miles and Sue are able to rescue her. Uh, Thor is just bashing against Galactus as they close the portal. It's honestly a very bittersweet moment because Galactus is trapped in the antimatter universe but so is Thor. And the paneling of them just drifting off into nothingness. It's kind of haunting, to be honest. And Reed at the bottom saying he knew what he was doing. Uh, We see the aftermath. We see uh, everyone trying to come to grips with what has happened. Storm finds Cap's shield, which, here's an idea. Storm is Captain America, why not? Well, yeah, I agree with hey, that. That's kind hey, of what that's I thought. Thing. Hey, that's the thing. It makes you feel like that's what's going to happen, right? Nope. That's sad. Nope. Yeah, that's too bad. Nope. Nope. It's just. I think. I think whoever happened. picks up the shield after Captain America, just like you know, like <laughs> it's like a dim like this, situation. It's just like yeah, it's yeah. like I think it's like just, I oh, picked it up first. It's me. It's, it's me. I'm now Captain <laughs> America. It's just like yeah, I I want that. I want that from now. On. I mean, like look, look at all the times he's passed the mantle too, and like yeah, I, I think it's time to like start like like grasping at weird straws now to like figure out who's going to be new Captain America. Hey, hey, can I tell you who I was really hoping was going to be the new Captain America? Jimmy in Hudson? the Ultimate Universe, no. Uh, been sick as fuck. Jessica Drew. Oh, but she's established herself as Spider Woman. I I don't like that as much. I know, but that's kind of tight. It would be that great, but I would rather if she's going to have it still be Spider Woman, just with the shield. Just with the shield, that'd be sick. But yeah, so everyone's just like, okay, we got to start rebuilding. We got to start start helping people. Uh, Reed does actually apologize for Thor getting trapped. Said it wasn't the plan. He says, 
If any, so the if, plan was to get kitty trapped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He says, if today has proved anything, if we survive this to fight another day, anything is possible. So, in fact, it was not the end of the ultimate universe. It they survived. Not. Somehow, some way, they survived they the cataclysm. They- they always survive. No. Anything can happen. Survive. Anything can happen. Survive. <laughs> the best Robert Downey Jr. line reading of all time. <laughs> survive. 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 Um, as a quick aside, uh, there is like an epilogue uh, to the uh, to the event, also called survive and it's really yeah. bad it's really bad <laughs> it's um, really bad and it has nothing to do with anything i do want to briefly yeah. touch on it because it does give us the events following this uh there's a funeral for cap uh it is drawn by um joking uh, Quinones. Quinones, yes so they have you know this funeral for steve Everyone is kind of dealing with the aftermath of this. Director Chang is going to be indicted for failing to protect everybody. Uh, Sue and Reed have this last moment together uh, where she spurns Reed one more time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Kitty is now a worldwide celebrity because she saved the planet, which is really cool. Um, Miles continues to be a hero, continues to build up the legend of this new spider-man and in the wake of cataclysm jessica drew establishes the new ultimates aka the young ultimates i guess yes and they all toast to the new day but that brings us to our final chapter ultimate comic spider-man number two can you believe it 200 issues of ultimate spider-man issue Mm -hmm. crazy it's crazy Mm -hmm. there's 200 issues this year boys (laughs) jesus christ have we Uh, plus all all of the uh days of thunder too Uh uh-huh yeah and the events Uh Uh uh-huh woof so i love this wraparound cover by the way uh Me too. half miles half peter with the combo mark bagley and dave marquez art uh here's the thing i think in print i think it's actually two covers oh really i think that it was two covers oh it was one for the miles and one for the peter i think so because i think i went and got both nice hell yeah <laughs> so uh ultimate spider-man 200 kicks off in queens today not the today of two years ago during the <laughs> Madam, nor the yeah, today Colonel. of uh, of Ultron of Age of Ultron, nor the today of uh, the beginning of Cataclysm, or the today of Hunger. It's the day yeah. today of today. A criminal. Miles and Genki step off the bus <laughs> in Queens. They are attending something, and Genki has a little box. He's got a little present, uh, and he has a present. For Gwen Stacy, which I think is interesting. Again, it's the it's it's still weird for me because they're the same age, but I just anyway. Um we come <laughs> yeah. over to the yeah. home of Peter Parker. 
the Parker household, which is still for sale. They just, Allison Blair just cannot get this house sold. Understandably. Yeah. Understandably. No, nobody wants it. It's the home of a hero. That's why. You're not exactly. wrong. You're not home wrong. of a hero. Uh, on the other end of the street, as Miles and Genki walk into the house, we find the girl who waited. Mary Jane Watson standing across the street with some guy. Liam. That's his name. That's all we sure. got. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No clue. Liam, Liam is her uh, her One Direction looking boyfriend. Yeah, a real Liam sad. Hemsworth. Ugh, gross. <laughs> and so he's like, "Hey, like, do you want to bail?" And she's like, "I want you to bail." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Well, but I got all dressed up." And she's like, "I don't give a fuck. Leave." He's like, "All right, cool." And Mary Jane walks up. We cut over to a car. Where we find uh, Lori Baumgartner and Jessica Drew. We find who? Uh, also attending Bombshell. We uh, find who? Attending whatever this is. <laughs> They're in a car. What is the uh, name on the second panel of that page? Uh, it's Lori. So Lori really? Baumgartner and Jessica Drew are in this car. The car all of a sudden comes to a stop because fucking Liam is walking in front of a car. What a he dude. truly is a Fugats. He I love really the is... like, oh, this Fugats. <laughs> this Fugats. <laughs> this is, again, how you know that Bendis is writing this. Oh, yeah. I, I love his isms. Oh, yeah. And Bombshell's basically like, I mean, I, I didn't really know him. We got in a fight, and I went to his school for a little bit. Jessica's like, oh, that's, not the, that's not important. You're part of the family. Uh, and then we catch up with someone who we have not seen in a very long time. Lady! <laughs> it's Firestar! Well, I mean, we saw her in Cataclysm, though. Sure. She was uh, at Magma. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, her name is Magma. She doesn't go by Firestar. She goes by Magma. Stop. Is that yeah. true? Yes. Magma's a different character. Yes, but Magma is also a white blonde woman. Get the fuck, out of, oh, get the wow. fuck out of here. Yeah, no, it's she. Yeah, get the fuck like out they of say here. they say that it's Liz Allen. Get the fuck out of here. Hang on. Hang so, on, hang on. so uh, Liz that. Allen, who know. we have not seen in quite some time, uh, gets <laughs> to catch up with her amazing friend Iceman. And they get to catch up with their amazing friend, the Human Torch. It's I love just, that both of them do the lady. And yeah. the lady. It's like, oh, I already did that. I already did that. <laughs> and I also love they're both flying next to Iceman. And all of a sudden, he's like, uh, there's too much fire on either side of me. And I'm going to. His, so his little ice trail melts. He's like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. There it is. There it is. Uh, and we find out. <laughs> why everyone is gathering at the Parker household. It says from silver hippie at gmail.com. Of course. Love it. I love, love it. it. <laughs> Subject, a celebration of Peter Parker to commemorate the second anniversary of our dear Peter's untimely passing. We are having a small get together at the house. This is a celebration of his life, not a morning of his passing. There will be food, drink, and friends. I truly believe Peter would want us to do this and would want to see you there. I hope to see you there. Please RSVP, May Parker. May has put on a little get-together for Peter, for his life. Mm -hmm. uh, and everyone's there. You were there, and you were there. And we've even got a weird, uh, the, clearly a drawing of very early 
Ultimate Spider-Man Peter because he's the got dumb hair. Got the dumb hair with the glasses. Yeah, this Block. is pre-Spider-Bite. <laughs> uh, also, real quick, I, I, I want to navigate this very delicately. Okay. I have a history. A history. I have a history for this show, and so I feel like I have a responsibility to Ooh. mention something. But I need to mention this in the context that I am, of course, a 32-year-old man. And I am not trying to prey on children because these are children. Absolutely. But high school Malcolm would go absolutely feral for Jessica Drew. You're not wrong. I guess oh, that's yeah. that's nonsense. It is nonsense. <laughs> who who who's like that? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I just so it's not a below the belt. I just wanted to have a little a little spotlight. I just wanted to say high school Malcolm would be absolutely feral for that character. Uh, listeners, I'm going to cut out everything that Malcolm just said and just put in the problematic part. Uh, so... no! <laughs> no! I'm the editor. I hold all the strings. No! <laughs> the police are gonna show up at my door tomorrow like like they're like jessica drew sends her regards what what happened no no sir we need you to come with us please attica Uh, Attica. Attica. (laughs) uh you're not helping yourself by dating yourself that way malcolm oh you're right attica man so uh you don't understand the law man that's what police really love hearing you know you don't understand the law man so miles gets to uh gets one of those hugs from aunt may and you know aunt may just gives the best hugs that looks like a really good hug a really good hug really she's like i'm I'm glad you're here yeah and then ganky immediately just swerves past because (laughs) he's got one person he wants to talk to the girl from the wrong side of the tracks Wed Stacy, uh, who he has brought a gift for. And it's a Lego gift. Um, we don't know that it is. Genki said earlier that it was Legos. Genki was very evasive about that. I'm pretty sure that means it was Legos. There was I, a there, there was a bit of a hint and like he he's kind of where Miles kind of got he's like, it Please right. don't say it's Legos. And he's like, uh. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, fair and honestly, like what other skills does Genki have? She says he made it for her. So obviously web fluid, it could be made out of web fluid. Really? Gross. So whatever, <laughs> whatever this gift is, cause we never find out what exactly it is. Um, Gwen is very appreciative and she lays a smack right on his lips. Again, I feel kind of weird. I feel kind of weird about it, but I mean, more power. I, I to think him. it was. I think it was a. I think it was a case of appreciation. I think it was very <laughs> nice. I think it was very. You know, nice. it's very, very European. You're, you know, you're absolutely right, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob gives time in France. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It's the canonically mean, spent time in France. Yeah, God yeah. damn it, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It's holy it's, shit. You're yeah, right. Yeah, they were in France for a while. So it's, yeah. it's just it's it's a kiss it's, of friendship. It's you're a right. Kiss of friendship. Yeah. Right after right after the lips separate, you don't see him again. He's like pseudo lord. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, that's some you, French you, violence if I've ever seen one. Yeah. <laughs> that's some French humbleness, I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, French so, hospitality, baby. French hospitality. <laughs> so Gwen runs upstairs to put the present away. And then there's a knock on the door. May opens it up. And it's Pepper Potts. Hey, Pepper Potts. And yeah. Pepper's like, have we, ever met, have we ever seen her before in this? Probably not. I don't think in this no. book. Yeah. But Pepper is basically like, hey, look, I work for Tony Stark. Uh, he's not able to make it, but uh, he's very touched by the invitation. So um, he's brought an entire catering service from the Chester Sobolski. Obviously, C.B. Sobolski. C.B. Sobolski. Little yeah. thing there. Uh-huh. Um, and everyone's like, oh, oh, my God, there's so much food. Like, there's too much food for the people that are here. They, It's a full-on, like, banquet catering. It's yeah. kind of amazing. And uh, she, she's like, Pepper's like, if you would just sign here, and May's like, if I sign, would you make it stop? And I just, she doesn't want this. Pepper's like, yeah, well, his heart was in the right place. And then there's one more. Ding dong. She opens the door, and who is there? Or she goes to open the door. Kitty Pride phases through. She's like, hey, I made it. I fucking, oh, I love that she's here for this. I love that she's here for this. And everyone's just like, yeah, like, you're like the world's hero now. And mm-hmm. honestly, Kitty Pride should have been made the next Captain America. Uh, yeah, honestly. Would have made sense. Yeah, would have been tight. Um, and then we get one last knock on the door. And who shows up? Look who it is. It's Kong. <gasps> yeah. Kenny <laughs> Kong is here. That schmuck. <laughs> and Kitty is a lot more forgiving than I am. She gives him a hug. I get it. It's a nice moment. It is a nice moment. And Bendis. After everything, his, yeah. I feel like Kenny's his, his self-insert character. Personally. But yeah, that's fair. Bendis wanted Kenny to be here because he was here from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kenny's like, can we talk later? He's like, "Uh, sure. And then we see off in the distance, there is a limo. And J. Jonah Jameson is sitting there and he can't go in. Breaks my fucking heart. Breaks my fucking heart. That's an amazing page. Love that. Yeah. He's just like back to the city. Keep going. And we see that May saw him. Oh, so good. Uh, so they go back in. They have their their incredible catering. And then they everyone starts to kind of wonder, like, what would Peter have been like when he, like, if he grew up? And Mary says, I keep having this dream over and over again. And we get this beautiful double page spread of Mark Bagley artwork where we see Spider-Man leading the Avengers in a 
Iron Spider-esque costume. Yeah. Um, speaking of costumes, cool. Thor with the superior Ultimate Thor costume. Goddamn yeah. right, boy. Look at him. Look at him. And uh, it's just, it feels right just seeing all of them. Uh-huh. Uh, she she says, like, I, I had, he, had, he had this run working with Nick Fury, and I feel like that would have continued. Uh, we see an older Cloak and Dagger, an older Miles. Uh, they're all part of the Ultimates together. Mm-hmm. She says uh, he he could have been the biggest hero in the world, more popular than Captain America. If he grew up and people got to know the real him, the man behind the mask, it could have happened. It really could have. We then cut to Aunt May. And we see, again, another beautiful uh, two-page splash. I'm not positive who did this one. This is Bagley also. It's Bagley again. Okay. Cool. So we yeah. see Spidey in a very superior Spider-Man looking costume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically establishing. Or, or wait a second. That looks just like what Ben was wearing in Beyond. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely it's right. It's that costume. Holy shit. That is 100% shit. that costume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. You're That's absolutely really cool. right. Holy shit. That is literally what Ben Riley was just that wearing. That is the Ben Riley Beyond costume. Costume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's, yeah. That's amazing. That's sick. cool. That's because sick. and Bagley did do um, he did do design work on that right yeah I uh, know so Gleason designed the costume oh Bagley that's right he did that's right. some of the variant covers and he looked that's exactly right. like this yeah so that's a great that's cool that is yeah. really cool that is but like it, almost exactly that costume yeah it's kind of yeah. crazy but we see that he is event essentially like starts up Parker Industries teams up shares his gifts with the world we see uh our boy our boy six pack yeah he's alive yeah. and well yeah jumping mm-hmm. around we see the beetle we see kitty pride in her amazing costume yeah, yeah. that one story art costume that one story mm-hmm. art costume it's also and like spider slayers or something that looks akin to spider slayers yeah. that are with them, which is interesting it's it's like a cross between like the 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 spider car and the spider slayer kind yes. of like that yeah yeah like what is that like that's it's really cool uh, but she says, I know it's silly. I know everybody imagines their kids growing up to change the world. It could have happened, which I love. Uh, we cut now to Gwen Stacy. And this one is drawn by Chiquetto? Mark Brooks, baby. Oh, Mark, Mark Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Brooks, baby. Mark Brooks absolutely crushed. Drawing another amazing Spider-Man costume. Like, yes. holy yeah. crap, that costume is sick. This one rips yeah. for sure. Uh, we see him also teaming up with the Ultimate Defenders, which is really cool. It's really cool. And she's like, you know, I I know how much he loved working at the Daily Bugle. We used to stay up late at night and talk about this. You know, he would be able. He she eventually she essentially saw him being Superman, where he's yes. like reporter by day this, and superhero this, by night. This also made me start thinking of like the time of when we were like asked that question of like, what kind of Peter Parker do you like? And yeah, I was like, I'd like exactly. to change it to this. This yeah. is exactly what this I would want. Exactly for what Peter you Parker. want. Yeah. He's pretty much being an investigative journalist yeah. and, and doing his best as being Spider-Man, which is indeed yeah. the Superman thing. But I think that's just way cool. Yeah. I think that's and going after street cool. level threats. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. and this dealing is with what Spider-Man should be. Yes. Th- I, this I, is, I this is why Gwen Stacy's my girl. Because she's yeah. basically, she basically teaches right Superman, and yeah. she's like, someone yeah. should make a TV show like that. I'd watch it. 
Gwen Stacy, noted Superman fan. And also, this is a uh, is a compliment for uh, Aunt May, because she got her start at DC Comics writing Superman. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We get a quick cut in to uh, Miles with uh, Sarah Pacelli returning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Miles basically saying, like, if he had lived, like, we probably would have been a team. Like, we could have been, like, partners, or I would have been a sidekick, or... And he says, like, um, he was like, I really, like, I liked the the Spider-Man we met. Like, I like that Peter Parker we met. I liked that guy. If that's what your Peter was like, I think we would have been good friends. And then Eric can do it. It's my favorite it. one. It's my favorite one. I have, I have waited since the moment you said that you liked Kitty Pride. I have waited to get to this page. I, I, I have cried. been... Sitting here, waiting to get to this page. I cried so hard when I got to this. <laughs> Listeners, I have been reading comics since I was very small. A very small boy. Very few times has a comic brought me to tears because not of what was happening, but what could have happened. I have never experienced something like I experienced when I read this page. We cut to David LaFuente's tribute. A double page spread. Where we see Kitty Pride and Peter Parker and the life they could have had together. The two of them working together uh, with Kitty as the Shroud, her being an X-Man, the two of them working together, fighting against Venom, helping out the X-Men, Peter getting down on one knee, and getting married! Peter Parker and Kitty (laughs) Pryde could have been married! (laughs) Stop hurting me! I hate you, Brian Michael Pettis! I hate you so much! Why would you do this to me? The, the best part of this page is the last... So you get all of that. And you get the last panel. of like... The last panel what of, about you, Kitty? of them saying, what about you, Kitty? And she's like, I, I don't think like that. <laughs> is so good. If this was the last time I ever saw Kitty Pride, I would I, I think I'd be satisfied. This is one of the best pages of a comic I've ever read in my life. It is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I have waited so long to get this. I was like, I know this is gonna break him in half. Like David Lafuente is the greatest comic book artist of our time. <laughs> David Lafuente drew the perfect double page spread. The storytelling in this page is immaculate. Um, the storytelling on the page is truly immaculate. It's beautiful. Yeah, really like is. you, like you guys said, just the 
amazing images of the life they could have had together with the heartbreak of Kitty going, no, I don't think that way. Knowing the life that they could have had together. This is my canon. Whenever, whenever Malcolm and I reboot the Ultimate Universe, this is going to be fact. This oh, this is, is going to fact? Happen. This is yeah. canon. Please. Okay. This is canon. So, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to make Spider-Man like uh, an investigative journalist who's dating Kitty Pride. Who's, Please. Who's dating Kitty Pride, who has taken okay. on the uh, school teacher yes. position at, uh, at Xavier's. Yes, headmistress now. Headmistress. Headmistress. Cool. Head head you're right. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And that's the status quo. Yes. From now. Um, yes. I agree. For all of you who have been waiting for me to get to this, because I I know it's someone mentioned on Twitter. Yeah. Um, about <laughs> this. You got exactly the reaction that you were expecting. I, when I got to this page, <laughs> I set my tablet down. I texted Malcolm and then I walked around my neighborhood. (laughs) I just walked. I walked around my neighborhood across LA and I walked into the ocean. (laughs) I, I just, I couldn't handle it. I was overcome with emotion. If anyone in their lifetime finds the original printing of this artwork of this page of David LaFuente's, I will pay you to have it on my wall. Yeah. I will hunt this page down for the rest of my life. This is now my solemn prayer and my solemn vow to you. I will find this page. (laughs) By the time I die, this page will be in my possession. <laughs> it's it's a gorgeous page. That's the thing. All these two pages spreads are incredible. On top of it, yes. But this is just but that one just punches you in the dick. I I love that in the scene where Peter's proposing, you see the mascara running. Yeah, on Kitty. Uh, uh, that's a fucking rock too. That that I, ring actually looks very familiar. That looks actually kind of similar to the ring I proposed. But oh, uh, you're, I mean, look at it. Like I didn't yeah. notice this until I'm like zooming in on it, but it's actually very similar. That's kind of you're uh, not wrong. I have to say, purple is my favorite color, and um, the purple to wash accent over this. and to yeah. to to accent it. This whole memory with purple is so loving, with all the roses and everything. Yes. Uh, uh, there's also little things in this. I, I, we're gonna go on off with this flare like for two yeah we're, we're talking about but, this page but real care. but real quick i there's little details in between the big moments in this which is like spider-man's hand holding her hand and right underneath uh peter proposing to kitty yeah them like like fighting together a little mini version of spider-man and kitty pride like leaving off to each other it's really good them fighting against the new venom yeah uh... It's or not, so... not the new Venom, but the Venom immediately prior. Yes. The Red Eye yeah. Venom. The Red Eye um, Venom. Also, Peter proposing in Converse. My ma, my guy. My, my man. man. Um, them working together with the X-Men. Uh, fighting vampires like they should be. I love Kitty's dress. Her wedding dress. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. The two of them swinging off into their happy ending. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I love it. I love every single bit of this page. Uh, 
I it, it's it's perfect. No notes, no notes whatsoever. No notes. I love this so much. I'm looking in David LaFuente's store right now. I'm not seeing that page, but there's a ton of really good stuff. I believe uh, it. I believe it because he David has an LaFuente unpublished has... page for Power Rangers. Ooh, it's just kind of wild. Like cool. original sketching for that, which is kind of cool. And I, I just listener, I was not super excited with the David LaFuente choice of artist when we jumped over to it immediately after Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. David LaFuente is not in my top ten. I don't give a fuck. This, He's incredible. The, after, if it, yeah, even without this. this page, but especially because of this page, uh, David LaFuente yeah, is in my top absolutely. ten. He is immaculate. Yeah. I guess we should talk about the rest of the book too. Um, uh, we cut to the next page. Done. It's okay. Cut to the next page. Uh, unfortunately, the next page is such a bummer. Drawn is... by Marquez, so it's beautiful. But it's kind of a bummer because of what it is. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's just the ultimate it's Spider-Man, Spider-Man cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. It's really yeah, unfortunate. It is. But I love that. And it's Bobby just... pointing this out. I was going to say, to to drive home the point of how juvenile that cartoon is, Bobby is the one who is proposing this idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Spider-Man's like, got this motorcycle. And then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> we got like White Tiger and like Starfire. Oops, I mean Magma. And then like, you know, it's like it could be I would sit down and watch that for like 35 minutes, half hour a day on a Saturday, maybe on like Disney XD, maybe something. <laughs> So everybody takes a quiet moment to be with their thoughts. And they they all reflect off of the life that Peter could have had. And then Gwen has an idea. She says, I don't know about you, but like I feel like doing something good. That's what we should do for to honor him. Let's do something nice for someone. And then they realize they still have so much food left. So they go to the Queen's mission. And they visit the unhoused, giving them food, giving them entertainment, doing what Peter would have wanted, helping people. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all end the night back at the Parker household, everyone hugging, everyone uh, embracing each other. Uh, Gwen giving Genki a very friendly peck on the cheek, as she does with everyone. And a phone number, clearly. Yeah, Does baby. She... Oh, no. a, a very friendly phone number. Um, <laughs> a very friendly phone number. Maybe, maybe it's just I'm I'm softening on it because it's the dream of a young Asian boy getting to <laughs> getting to have the uh, getting the smooch Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Too good to be true, right? Yeah. Kitty, like, okay. Kitty and Kong go off. The amazing friends fly off. Uh, Bombshell and Spider-Woman leave as well. Everyone leaves. And then we see something very curious. As uh, Gwen and Mary, the last ones left, give each other a hug before leaving. Someone's watching the house. And someone's watching the scene. And it says, to be continued in Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man number one. And that's where we end things. Uh, no idea what the fuck that is, but we're going to find out, I guess. Um, we'll find out immediately next week. Immediately. Oh, nice. 
so yeah so that does it for uh for the events that was a lot listener we went through a whole dang lot of stuff just now but um before we get into uh next week we've received some emails a lot of emails actually so uh malcolm really what time is it man In honor of uh, the beauty that is David LaFuente uh, and that page, I'm just going to take it very chill this week. It is the mail time. Love it. Uh, if you want to be part of the Geeksplain Book Club mailbag, send emails to geeksplained at gmail.com, put ultimate mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here. We have nine. It's the mail time, baby! <laughs> God damn it. I couldn't resist. It's the mail time, baby. You know what time it is. Mail time, baby. Oh. Mm. What's up, danger? What's up, mail time? <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, yeah, we got nine emails. Yeah, <laughs> nine emails to read. This is the most we've ever gotten. That's for, fantastic for the book we club. Love you so, all real quick. thank you. Love yeah, you seriously, everyone who writes in uh, week to week, or if this is your first time writing in, thank you so <laughs> much. This is a big week. This is a big week. Uh, coming back from a Thanksgiving break and all that stuff. So, very excited to get into these. Our first email comes from Bry, who has Bry. Bri. Good brother Bry. Uh, he write his first uh, his first sentence is in Tagalog. I'm going to try not butcher this because my Ahoy. Tagalog is rusty. It's Mabuhay sa iyong lahat. He writes. So this is going to be a long ass one. So get ready. He writes. I do agree with all of your sentiments regarding the Spider-Man No More arc for Miles. Is definitely the highlight from this stretch of volumes. Also, I'm surprised y'all. <laughs> I'm surprised y'all didn't mention Teach Me How to Dougie or Harlem Shake in your brief and sudden tangent of references to 2000s dance trends. <laughs> Samuel Stern. Y'all, if you didn't catch two weeks ago, I forgot about this. Yeah. So <laughs> we went through with the entire fucking catalog, except for apparently Teach Me How to Dougie and Harlem Shake. Y'all remember the Harlem Shake? Oh, yeah. Well, I love what, a, what a time. Can you imagine Samuel Stern's getting out of his wheelchair, got his cane, and all of a sudden, do the Harlem shake <laughs> and he's just doing the fucking and it's he starts dancing and then it the beat drops and it's all of the fearsome four doing the dance <laughs> and then it zooms out and our uh, our young defenders are also doing the dance <laughs> black peas come out of nowhere and just <laughs> incredible um he said, I'm frankly disappointed in everyone involved for not including this, too. <laughs> I forgot about that tangent. That was so, so weird. Yeah, he wrote that shit hit me like a speeding truck of nostalgia. <laughs> Even those trends reached the Philippines in the early to late 2000s. So... For today's piecemeal, I have two grievances that I would like to share today. Mostly pop culture stuff as per usual, but my friends aren't into this niche, so y'all will be my stress ball, and I'm in a good mood as of writing this. First grievance. You. It's not just a phase, Mom. So y'all have... So y'all have seen or read My Hero Academia, right? Yeah. Sure. All three of yeah. us, yes? Well, yeah. I'm yeah. only going to talk about the All Might versus All for One fight, and I promise it will loop back into my point. So no spoilers for further plot points. So cool. the All Might for versus All for One fight is pretty neat, and a con- 
conclusion to the fight was the early retirement of All Might, especially mm -hmm. in a time where a hero society isn't ready for it. So after that, we had to explore the story in a world that All Might is no longer the pillar of society in the story exploring it, hero issues of hero society, and it went from chapter 97 to still unfolding. My simple ask is why the snap is only relegated to one movie instead of being the crux of Phase 4. So imagine the films and shows of Phase 4 under this premise. What would Ms. Marvel be in this premise? Will she step up to, to the challenge as a hero? Does she have a, have a hero complex after witnessing the events that led to this? Does her identity as a Pakistani diaspora conflict with how she views herself, especially in a world dominated by whiteness as a mold for heroism in the world? How would the Eternals feel about this issue? Was their passiveness a weakness to act on in this moment in history? Or how would the political machinations of the U.S. government lead to the indoctrination of John Walker? Would Sam be as reluctant in his role, or would he just take the mantle of Captain America despite the government? How would the context of Westview be changed in this uh, in these events? Would citizens be asking of Wanda to create the separate reality to handle the events of the snap, or would she come to her consciousness and let not what-ifs dictate the stages of grief? Would Shang-Chi be any different in both attitude and confidence? How could a man be, still be an optimist in a world World that's been devastated by despair would this event trigger to make amends with the family he's cut off from the majority of his formative life the reason that this specific stretch of mha worked at least for me was because we got to live in for the majority of the story most scenarios that refer to the post-snap world rings hollow to me because we didn't get to live with it for just one phase i'm not asking for it to be three phases to the return of the status quo just one phase i don't think y'all will agree with sentiment of being this being melancholic of, of being this melancholic or bleak undertone, but it would have been cool to see our heroes persevere through the darkness to catch the light. I'd like to hear how y'all would interpret the shows and movies under this premise, especially with Hawkeye and She-Hulk. So that's a lot, but I think basically what he's asking is how would the, how would phase four have been different if it had taken place during the events of the snap? And I do agree that the just skipping ahead four years uh, and not dealing with the ramifications of it kind of sucks it's mm -hmm. unfortunate mm -hmm. i completely agree fortunately if we are taking into account what phase four is with those characters and what the period of post snap is none of the characters in phase four were around post snap all of them got snapped it would just be the original the original avengers the original six during right. those four years yeah. now if you wanted to change that and have different people be snapped that's a different thing but that's the biggest problem with that premise because wanda wasn't around sam wasn't around all of these other th things that could have happened would not have been able to happen because of it um i do think it would have been interesting and i hope at some point maybe we go back and do some kind of like post snap stuff because that's honestly some of the most interesting things about this phase four is the flashbacks to everyone uh, experiencing the snap differently. Like yeah. the moment in Hawkeye where we get the snap from Yelena's perspective. Yeah. Haunting. It's the yeah. Hawkeye one and the one from WandaVision with uh with Monica. With Monica, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. those are the two where it's like, oh, those are incredible. Like, yeah. <laughs> those are so, so good. good. Unfortunately, so a lot of it has been played up for laughs, which I kind of hate. Yes. Uh, but I do think the, that the blip versus the snap. Yes. Yeah. That's the uh, thing. I hate the blip. I just hate the blip. I hate that yeah. as a concept, as a wording. No, it, and again, one of the things that Far From Home has done to us as a society. That movie sucks. Uh, he writes the second <laughs> grievance. Uh, real, real, real quick, real oh, quick. Um, just in case, 
anyone from Marvel Studios ever hears this or anyone from Marvel Comics ever hears this, since 2018, I have had a very solid comic pitch that takes place in between the five years of the snap. Uh, oh, I have it. I I know what happens to the Avengers during that time. So call them up. I'll talk to you. Me I, I mean, um, if I ever get in the room with Kev, uh, Kevin Feige, Mr. Kevin Feige. Yeah. You let him know. I, like, I've got to come get in the room. Yeah. You want to make a million dollars? I've never talked to him before. Um, it's it's called uh, Avengers three and a half. Is that what, what it's going to be? 3.5. It's Timon and Puma. Yeah, it's Timon and Puma. Eric, why did you say it like that? So he writes second grievance on the count of three. <laughs> In my previous emails, I have stated that the Trinity are some of my favorite heroes. In all my Hell years yeah. of consuming any ma- any material from... Uh, from them, I can highlight three miniature details that immediately turns off if done in this manner. Superman, the sun is a deadly laser. Bride did not lie. This is very wordy. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't want to uh, diminish what he has written. Um, but basically, he is saying that he has a problem with Superman being portrayed mostly with the red eyes. Because um, that's oh, inherently, oh, like, he's terrifying. Yeah. Yes, he, he mentions a uh, two va- two great video analyses by overly sarcastic productions called Satir- Satirizing Superman and Superman Collateral Damage, um, where he says uh, Superman's powers are ideal in a rescue operation. He's the world's greatest fireman. And Superman is a subversion of the Ubermensch that the Nazis appropriated. The creators, Joe Siegel, are... Siegel and Schuster uh, intention is that we have an Ubermensch, but who would save these people from people like the Nazis and the Ubermensch exists and he hates them for their disgusting ideology. Uh, Basically saying like Superman as he's portrayed as this like angry God is really, it's it's frustrating. It's wrong. Yeah. It sucks. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he writes, how would I change that? And he says, super easy, barely an inconvenience. Just change the color from red to yellow. I mean, changing the color language is the main thing, but I think it gives him more of a connection to the sun as he already has going for. Yeah. Also, that's not a bad idea. He yeah. also writes, I need to have at least one adaptation that makes Superman canonically Jewish. I think it would be neat, and he's more of a Moses figure than a Christ figure, looking at you, conservative DC money bags and man of steel. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, yes. I, I will vouch for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in my head canon. Peter Parker's Jewish, so I don't yes. see a problem with making uh, making Superman Jewish. Yeah. You'd have to finagle it a little bit. Uh, it's it's because of the Brian Michael Bendis of it all, but yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Peter Parker yeah, yeah, is yeah. Jewish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he goes to Batman. Less militarized, the better. I think this is more evident because he's more popular with cultural zeitgeist. Um, I think Batman works best if he's just using simple tools and transportation. Uh, it compares him to James Bond. Uh, that uh-huh. also extends to Bat God often as a crutch. At least to me, it lessens mm-hmm. the optics of a white billionaire buying military-grade weaponry. So that's neat. Flashbacks mm-hmm. to the numerous tank sections from Arkham Knight. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. He says, I yes. truly think yeah. Batman okay. just needs a grappling hook, smoke bombs, and some computers, and that's it. Um, that also extends to vehicles, as I often like the car, just being a car or a plane just being a plane with a bit of spice and theatricality, as we know Bruce always does. That's what I loved about his Batmobile in The Batman. It's just a sick-ass muscle car. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, that yeah. design. Love that. Yeah. Uh, then he writes, Wonder Woman. The pointy stabby end is bad, actually. So humor yep. me for a second. Uh, <laughs> he basically <laughs> writes how 
Diana using a sword is kind of antithetical yes. to her to her purpose. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Writes. Despite my gripes with Wonder Woman eighty four, her only using the lasso in creative ways was always the highlights for me. Totally agree. Yes. One hundred percent agreed. Uh, he writes. Diana writing a thunderbolt with her lasso is pure peak fictionism. TM at its best. Totally agree. Totally agreed. That's the strongest stuff about that movie. Yeah. Is uh, that she does what? not go for violence. Yes. She is always on the defensive. Yeah. And it. And he says that's why uh, Marston. Uh, emphasize her only tools as the lasso of truth and the bracers. Not only did it reflect his SNM lifestyle with his polyamory polygamous relationship, which I think I should be highlighting more in her stories. I'm thinking for her in the style yes. of Sunstone, AKA Anne from comics collective's favorite book. Shout out yes. to that. Great book. Um, he says, uh, also reflects a subculture of queerdom that isn't as mainstreamed or comfortable to the general audience, but it also highlights that her second instinct is deflect and restraint until she converses with her adversary. Uh, also, I think Diana going hand-to-hand combat stays more of her pathos as fighting in of itself as a language that people communicate with, whether mm-hmm. it be by practice or an actual sport. Eric is a fellow Dragon Ball and Yu Yu Hakusho fan. I know you feel me on this, and I do. I absolutely do. Uh, also, all these heroes shouldn't be working in conjunction with the government or be coded as working in tandem, especially Diana, if it if her being a queer woman outside of human history who presumably had to learn about the relationship between the state and queer culture and how it's collided. Hashtag no cops at pride. Many thanks for reading my email. Ah, God Brian. damn, right. Brian, Brian gets it. You're right on all accounts. Brian you're gets it. The truth. Uh, he writes, hot take of the week. Hot take of the week. He writes, I think Steve should have died in Endgame. Him returning to his native time, it detracts from a lesson he learned in Winter Soldier and Civil War of being here and now for the present and making amends with the past. So imagine the scene where Steve checks on Peggy in Winter Soldier or her funeral in Civil War is now rendered meaningless in retrospect because in the end, he gets to return to live a life he's always imagined devoid of the decisions he's made in the present, nor the people he impacted along the way. The world has changed. Uh, he said, let it sink as it did for me when viewing Winter Soldier again. This quote, world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best is what we can do to start over. That wonderful line delivered by Haley Atwell now rings of hollowness to me. Hot take on that indeed, Bri. And I'm going to have to disagree with you. <laughs> I completely disagree. I, I really disagree. I think him getting to the point of going back is the point um, mm-hmm. of his arc. Yes, because he is. Yeah. He has that pining, that depression of wanting to go back uh, throughout the entire time. But he is willing to adapt. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, just become like a sad sap. He learns to adapt. But it's also again the promise of the premise of that quote, saying none of us can go back. All we can do is our best, and sometimes the best is to start over. That's what he does. He yes. finds a way to go back and start over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do respect the. I respect the uh, the opinion, and we will have to disagree on that. Also, because uh, you mentioned it, hot take of the week, hot take, um, Kitty and Peter should be together. I don't care about all these other stories about them in the Ultimate Universe. They should have been together. They should still be together. Wow, that's Agreed. my hot take. I wow. I, agree, I can agree with that as well. As much as I love uh, Gwen so Stacy and our girl Mary Jane, yeah. Kitty it's kitty all the way <laughs> yeah that's just what it is uh malcolm hot take hot take, uh, of the week. Hot take of the week um shoot uh i you know what i don't have one yet but i will give them by the end of the episode okay jacob hot take of the week uh hot take of the week 
uh tim drake robin issue four go get that shit oh my god if you're not getting into that shit oh my it, it is everything right now it is so much fun it is now gearing up to what it needs to be right now in the story uh i i'm literally always rereading always going back to the first issue and reading all the way up to what is look like at new. I, I, so I love how excited you are about this. I love how excited Jacob, you are about Jacob it. Jacob has not been this excited about an ongoing like month-to-month comic in a very long time. In, it's in been years. like years. years. It it's has been, been years. years. So it's yeah. just nice to see you see you get excited about monthlies again. This is I, great. I, it's so it's so ridiculous in the fact that like it's um it, not since like Howard the Duck or like the last Invincible issue that came out yeah. that i've been like yeah. just pretty much excited about anything uh, wow. uh seriously hot take get start reading it it's great it's oh, it's warms it's my heart good. the, the yeah. story is great uh um it, i love i'm getting over the artwork just because of how great the story is because because it's like Lupin the third discovering this it's really fun so uh the next email comes from good brother michael cox mike mike reads Mike writes, happy, slightly belated by the time you read this Thanksgiving to y'all. What is everyone thankful for this year? Real quick, I'm one thing you're thankful for. Alive. Nice. Thankful. Malcolm? Yeah. One Colonization. Um, wow. I'm <laughs> thankful. <laughs> I cannot believe you fucking said that. <laughs> I guess that's my hot take of the week. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> No, uh, I, am thankful, I am thankful for, uh, honestly, for you guys. Oh, yeah, I'm thankful it. for you guys and getting to talk with you guys and hang with you guys every week. Same good, here. Good job. You're, you're am, getting a Christmas uh, gift this year just for nice. That. No, get out of here. With <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm honestly thankful for the podcast. Genuinely. Uh, we just did that uh, big uh, Spotify wrapped thing. And uh, I wasn't aware of the growth that this, uh, Bro. this year had for us. Um, Huge, it man. Was, it was kind of it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, let me just very quickly. Um, I pub- we we all together uh, across both the Wednesday and Friday podcast uh, released nearly a hundred episodes, uh, over nine thousand minutes for you to listen to. <laughs> we were listened to in 45 countries. Wow. 45 countries. And we were That's up awesome. eight and we were up 88% in streams over last year. Ooh. Um not crazy. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh we're up 67% in followers, which was amazing. And uh our our top five countries that we were uh listened to in, obviously the US, the UK, and Canada are there, but also Huge shout out to Poland and Colombia for yeah. ranking in our top five. Thank you so much for, for listening to us. Hey. And um, and I waited to share this on here because I wanted to be with you guys. Do you know what the most listened to episode of the entire podcast, both Wednesday and book club is of this year? Tell me it's talking to Jason Aaron. No. Oh, it's. Geek Explained Book Club, Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1. Wow. Wow. People have been with us on this journey, which we started in January. Yeah. That's all the way through to now. So um, I am thankful 
eternally for all of you for listening to us every single week, both on Wednesdays and on Fridays. Uh, means the world. Genuine genuinely genuinely does we've uh, gotten yeah. a lot of growth just in the podcast we've been able to interview some amazing people and i've got yeah. teaser one more interview before the end of the year that i'm very excited to share with you all Ooh, um, yes. so stay tuned to the wednesday podcast for that uh but yeah very thankful um he writes mike writes what he's thankful for i'm thankful to finally be married to my husband after being together for 10 years hey congratulations, hey, congratulations. that's so fucking cool that's fantastic yes. yeah uh, he writes i'm also thankful for for my wonderful cats domino and wanda and the wonderful podcast y'all put together now he writes eric i know you hate jeff Loeb, and rightfully so and i do but how do you feel about his run with ed mcginnis on superman batman world's finest i have the first absolute edition of that run and i've never followed up on that series wishing y'all a safe and happy holidays um i've made my jeff Loeb thoughts and views clear mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. the stories that he wrote with ed mcginnis are fantastic they're how a lot of people got into superman and batman yeah. as characters and teaming up um mm -hmm. the the movies that are based off of that superman uh batman superman uh public enemies public and enemies apocalypse. And apocalypse apocalypse yeah two yeah. of the best animated movies that dc's put out yeah um oh, yeah. but and if you enjoy the again if you enjoy those stories you are allowed to enjoy those stories just because i have a problem with someone does not mean that it takes away from their artistic capabilities. Um, and those stories are good. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, again, the Jeff Loeb having me and my people of it all. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for the email, Mike. Really appreciate it. Uh, we got an email from good brother, Adam. Adam Stringfellow. Yeah, Adam. Adam writes, hey team. Hope y'all are doing well and had a nice Thanksgiving break. I was supposed to visit family, but as of this email, I found out I have COVID yesterday, so I'm just self-isolating oh, at home. Hey, Adam, I'm sorry. Preaching to the choir. <laughs> Jacob also has it, unfortunately, as we we're recording this. As, yes, I do, yeah. Uh, feeling kind of crappy, but hopefully I can start feeling like myself soon. He says, so I had this crazy idea for a while now, and I wanted to pitch it to y'all. I've made it no secret in my emails to the podcast before that I love the Ultimate Universe, but I absolutely hate the Ultimates. The books of them always just make it seem like they're trying to make the Avengers into the ultra-gritty, realistic versions of themselves in the most childish way possible. Ultimate Tony Stark, please go to AA. Ultimate Janet, please file a lawsuit and restraining order against Hank. Ultimate Thor and Fury, y'all are cool. Ultimate Hawkeye, please go to therapy and your outfit sucks. Ultimate Hulk, please go eat yourself instead of people. And Ultimate yes. Cap, you suck ass and both 616 and MCU cap can beat your ass from here all the way back to Beijing and still have time to grab a coffee and shoot the shit in between. Mark Miller, yeah. do better. Yeah, right. Those are his abridged <laughs> thoughts. Yes. Well done. So, so here's my ultimate pitch for Captain America story. Back in Ultimates 2, it's revealed that the Steve Rogers we've been following in the Ultimate Universe has really been a U.S. Army veteran with severe PTSD named John Walker that y'all have theorized before. Yes, bitch. I've been uh -huh. saying this. Be it's a wonderful uh -huh. theory. Yeah. Um, he, he said it was basically a whole cover-up from Fury and the higher-ups at S.H.I.E.L.D. because the real Steve Rogers is dead. This leads to Walker continuing to being Captain... Captain America, but becoming more and more pro hostile and problematic. So much so that similar to the episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he winds up killing an unarmed man in the streets in broad daylight. Justifying his actions, he tries to carry on, but is confronted by Sam Wilson, because even he has grown tired of Walker's bullshit. After a very long fight, Sam overpowers Walker, decides to become the new Captain America, while Walker, seemingly disillusioned and confused about his place in the world, takes on the mantle of U.S. agent. I like that. Uh, I think Ultimate Sam 
they they don't do a whole lot with unfortunately uh the no. most that we know is that he's in love with um uh what what is it it's a stripper a stripper no it's a, <laughs> that's not who it is skipper. he's in love with a robot of some kind and i can't remember which one vision, uh, vision ultimate oh vision, vision. yeah that's yeah right. oh i forgot yeah. about uh, recounted that. in hunger issues one through four yes. um, that's why i forgot about that but Jeez. he has a second part to this cut to a, t- a year or two later with sam wilson as the new captain america he's been wear- hearing rumors about a super soldier assassin that's been targeting the higher-ups at shield with nick fury and carol danvers being next on his list with this yes. information sam and his partner in the field shield agent and former mi6 agent peggy carter i know oh. there's already a sharon carter in the ultimate universe just roll with it they make the discovery that this new player on the scene is called the winter soldier yes. not only that but they make the startling discovery that the Winter Soldier is none other than long thought dead and now brainwashed Steve Rogers. Yes. yes. That yeah. shit is dynamite. That I love is, that that's shit. Good idea. I love that's yeah. good idea. Make it. Yeah. I'm into it. I am super yeah. into it. Brian, uh, you're in charge of Ultimate Captain America when we reboot. That was Adam. That was Adam. Adam, Adam. I'm sorry. I Adam. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Adam. Uh, Incredible. He writes, just a fun yeah, pitch I've been working on for a while. I thought it would be cool to make Ultimate Winter Soldier the actual Steve Rogers and to do something of significance with Ultimate Sam Wilson. Maybe in the story you can have it so Sam and John can cross paths again and debate on how to handle the Winter Soldier, have them argue over what it means to be Captain America. Maybe along the story to help the level the playing field, Peggy can take a version of the Super Soldier Sharon and become the new Captain Britain. Let me know what y'all think. Would love to hear y'all's opinions. Take care, stay safe, and talk to y'all soon. All the best and much more. Adam. I'm hip to um, that, boy into it super into it and because it's adam's email he writes a ps he writes i was talking to a friend about this the other day but what do y'all think about clark kent having a slight country accent since he's from kansas originally i know he had somewhat of one in the excellent movie crisis on two earths and honestly i don't hate that idea like maybe Mm -hmm. he dials it back a bit on it as superman but maybe around lois john his parents bruce and diana they can hear it because he's around his people it would Mm -hmm. automatically slip into the accent he's comfortable with i don't know what do y'all think i love that fucking idea yeah, yeah, I'm. I he, that's in my head. Actually, same here. The fact yeah. that he yeah. calls his parents Ma and Pa, three, just like, yeah. And I've and you kind of see it in uh, Jail Justice League, the cartoon in the yes. one of my favorite episodes, in an episode that I come to every single year, Comfort and Joy, when yes. he comes back to uh, to the farm with uh, John Jones yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch that episode because it's incredible. Watch that show because it's incredible. Yeah. Next up, we have a brand new write-in. We got a couple of those this year. Hey! This, year, this week. Uh, he write, this is from uh, Rosalio. He says, Rosalio. hey guys, my name is Rosalio. I just finished the second volume of the post-Ultimatum Spider-Man books and decided to look up a podcast to find if anyone had any good discussions on Ultimatum. I'm obviously so late to the bandwagon, so I didn't expect to find anything. And lo and behold, there you guys were. Uh, but then a wave of grave disappointment hit me as I realized just how great it would have been to listen to your book club after reading each volume myself. But now I guess the backlog will just be a nice refresher. I do have to say it is incredibly cathartic to hear so many of my same ideas repeated or fleshed out on the podcast. I don't have a lot of friends into comics, so this is just perfect. A modern, oh. right now, take on what I'm reading. Thanks for all the effort you put into the episodes. I already know it's coming for me. I'll miss my floppy-haired boy. P.S. I think I am traumatized by the blob now. Same here, buddy. First off, yep, absolutely. Uh, secondly, yeah. hey, thanks for finding us, man. Appreciate yeah, it. thanks for finding yeah. us, Rosalio. Yeah. I'm really excited to have you on board. Feel free to go back yeah. in the backlog, check it out. Um, but wow. yeah, you can jump along with us as you're reading and then go back when we wrap things up. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's absolutely. what's kind of nice about this is that mm-hmm. you can pick it up and listen to it whenever. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We also got an email from our boy, Jacob Goodhart. Hey, Goodhart. what's up, Goodhart? 
Jacob writes in, uh, Dear Geek Explained Podcast, I hope y'all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I missed not having an episode last week, but I made up for it by getting some Black Friday shopping done. I was pretty blind this week because I didn't read The Ultimate Cataclysm when it was coming out, but I find the concept really interesting. Seeing the ulti- how The Ultimate World would deal with something from the 616 comic universe isn't new, but it's always exciting to see. Personally, I like seeing Spider-Man just dealing with the fallout of stuff like this instead of being involved. Like the ultimatum yeah. wave in the first series of this book, but that could be because I have a weird thing with Spidey being on a team like the Avengers. Same here. Yeah. I mean, why would you need a bug man when you have someone like Thor? I just don't get it. Anyway, this question yeah. is related to something that happened this past week. The Walking Dead TV series finally ended. I love the show and it was the first thing by Robert Kirkman I ever saw. Same here. And while mm-hmm. I'm sad to see it end, I'm glad to have enjoyed it. I think that what people really loved about it was that it was a zombie movie that didn't just end. And reading stuff from the comic that Kirkman put in the foreword... I think that's what he intended. So my question is this. What genre do you think could benefit from the same treatment? Personally, I think something in fantasy would do great. You have the first arc be a classic hero's journey, and the rest of the issues deal with what comes after. We overthrew this tyrant king. What do we do now sort of thing? As Rick Grimes would say, keep Ope alive. Jacob Goodhart. Uh, Jacob, yeah. I was a fan of... That was of... a really good Rick Grimes. Thanks. Yeah, uh, really I, I love Walking Dead for a good long while, too. Um... But of course, like many people, I think I fell off on it. I have been catching up on it slowly. I just finished season nine, and it is a large improvement over season eight. Um, I think, I mean, honestly, like a noir story. I always love noir. Um, having a series that tells a deeper story that starts very simple and then just cascades is a classic noir trope. So that's the one that I would pick to have like a... a long ongoing series uh what genre would you guys want to see you know it's uh it's very funny it's already a genre that i already love and it's doctor who like in the sense of like Ah, sci-fi time travel yeah i would totally i'm all about like a sci-fi time travel kind of thing that concept can always keep going forever and ever it would very (laughs) convolute itself but at the same time it would just continuously go in just like time itself um uh, yeah that that's mine that's mine hell yeah malcolm uh spy fi oh like, nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like mission impossible style shit um Have, did you watch um what was it uh it was like the americans yeah yeah great Love show. You, great great show, show. Yeah. uh carrie russell uh never gets enough respect totally um, agree in general i think she's one of the most underrated actresses in hollywood right now um, yeah uh, so yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for writing in. Yeah, Next thank you. Email we have is from Matt Keaton. Matt, another Keaton. new one. Matt. Uh, Hake explained, thanks Welcome. for your continued entertainment week to week reading one of my favorite series of all time, Ultimate Spider Man. My question this week centers around Marvel's original cosmic Karen Galactus. How <laughs> if... <laughs> I love that descriptor. I I want to see your manager. Galactus. I want to see Galactus with the helmet and everything, but the hair like underneath it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like over the horns. Incredible. <laughs> That's funny. He writes, um, I how want if to at see all your manager? <laughs> how, if at all, would you like to see Galactus handled in the MCU? No matter how he's brought to the big screen next, it will obviously be a silver medal to 2007's Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer mm, interpretation. Love a poop that, cloud. that really brought the comic panels to life. But do you have a specific vision for the interpretation? Who would you like to see play Galactus? And would you just like the voice in a version of mocap CGI or a more practical interpretation? 
Galactus is a big enough event to warrant an ensemble gathering of the MCU characters like we got with Infinity War slash Endgame and might be getting an eager, even bigger version of in Kang Dynasty slash Secret Wars. But with Galactus being such a force of nature, what do you see all of our various heroes doing exactly? Thanos had the Black Order and the various Outrider Shatari minions to let various heroes have moments to shine and stay busy during the battle, but I don't know what would be the case with Galactus. Looking forward to your thoughts, Matt Keaton. To your second question, I think the easiest thing is just the Heralds. You get a collection of heralds and yeah. they will fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As for how I would introduce or like the treatment of him, I got it in my head, obviously, before we touched on the incredibly iconic Eeyore Galactus, that uh, <laughs> I would love to hear Clancy Brown as Galactus. He's... Going from the voice of Lex yeah. Luthor into like, can you imagine the booming? Like, oh, I think it'd be incredible. He's and already also, he's uh... got the face for it. You put yeah. that face in a Galactus helmet. Come on, he's so he's he's Solter or whatever. Surter, Surter. There you go. Oh, Surter. that's true. He yeah. is. That's yeah. That's him. yeah but he doesn't yeah, show yeah. his face. Just yeah, show his face. his face. And Surter's dead. So yeah, 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 yeah. Long live Surter. But yeah, I I would want uh, I would want a just a gigantic like probably CGI because I mean he's just he's so gigantic and it gives you a little bit more uh, room to play with but yeah that is absolutely like an MCU ending level threat so everyone would need to and honestly the treatment that he gets in Cataclysm is perfect yes That's what I was gonna like, say I was gonna say yeah I I totally see uh, the idea of like the storm from from the old Fantastic Four movie in the early 2000s coming through into the MCU and sort of like the same way you know like Electro became hot like his normal self again yeah, I kind of yeah. like the idea of the storm kind of forming it just becomes actually kind of drops out like in that big old double page spread where we yes. see like what looks like that cloud and him just off in it's the a, distance. a lot of like what hunger was in this cataclysm book was was <laughs> pretty critically much acclaimed was like, hunger you know, this really is just the MCU Stop prologue of how you get to galactus into the mcu it's really honestly true i love it it's, so much i just love the idea of like yeah i can totally see like that kind of galactus that storm from that just breaking through reality and yeah. and just entering that this empty void space right in the middle of like say a war that's happening with the the kree and the scrolls happening uh uh you could also argue like there already uh, uh there already is like a galactus like with the the mechanical stuff that was just great to like see yeah. that merge and become one thing it was really i i that totally was really see, cool i really totally see like like that kind of like uh idea of them bringing it into mcu and same thing same concept uh miles getting miles teller from another from another universe to you gotta get that miles teller yes bitch yes no like it's totally true dr strange would open up a portal to to another dimension or something like that and get this miles teller to be he'd be like on your left yes say that again It's great. It's all there. It's it's like I've been thinking about this concept for a long time since I've been wanting to put like Fantastic Four into the MCU. I've been like really thinking about like yeah. I really want Galactus in this. That's needs actually to be a terrifying what I threat. Yeah, I I wanted Galactus to be the next step after Thanos. Actually, in terms of all of like MCU, I know we're gonna get the Secret Wars, but still, uh, I I it's wanted like somewhere Wars. in the middle. I know I'm not the mad. It's just in between all that, I would have loved like it would have been really cool if they dealt with Galactus. You know, like everyone 
together. Well, that's the thing. So we get Secret Wars, then we get Silver Surfer coming in Secret Wars, and he warns that Earth is on notice. And yep. then the next big thing is Galactus. Or, or we get the Watcher with like the, the Watcher, but we have mm. an AI of Stan Lee pretty much just as the voice of this character. <laughs> we already have a Watcher. I know. So oh, I know, but it would be fine if we like Stop. merged him into Jeffrey Wright. I'm just saying. Stop. You know? Get out of here. Get out of here. Just like. Just a little bit of that. I don't need you whitewashing my watcher, okay? Hey, I just want to that's a lot of glasses nubbies. going like, hey, I need to talk to the Fantastic Four. <laughs> he already did. He was their mailman. He was Willie Lumpkin. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's perfect. Right. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, Matt, for the email. Uh, next up, we have Garrett. Garrett. Uh, actually, no. That's Sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, next up, we have George. This is from George. George. George, George Loftus. Uh, he his, his is very simple, very short, sweet, to the point. He writes, question for Cataclysm. So after all is said and done, was the Ultimates experiment successful? How would you imagine a similar line existing today? Simple answer, yes. I do think it was successful. It gave us stories, it gave us characters that we are still being influenced by today. For nothing else, you look at Into the Spider-Verse, how massive that movie was. Yeah. Miles I mean, you, ain't, you don't even have to. You don't even have to get that far. Ultimate Comics saved Marvel Comics. True, because yeah. it gave them a cleaner direction that Marvel Comics then aped and right. then used, and yep. then that became the dawn of the MCU. So honestly, the Ultimate Comics saved the perception of Marvel Comics in general. That's a good point. Right, right, right. Yeah, the the MCU yeah. is basically the Ultimates, especially the, yeah. those first couple phases. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I do think it would work today. I do, especially with the focus on multiverse shit. I mean, yeah. Miles' yeah. book for the last like two years has just been him doing multiverse shit. So, like, yeah. I think there's a space for it. <laughs> I do think there's a space for Ultimate Comics. I think that that line would, would still work today. I know. Uh... I know that he's retired, but I still would love um, for, well, the, the people like the two guys that I think of for Galactus is Tony J, who is dead, who was Frollo from uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. He's, oh, nice. he, he voiced Galactus in the cartoon of that's Fantastic right. Four. Yeah, 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 that's right. So I kind of remember, right. that's why I have that voice in my head for that. But I would think like somebody, somebody like, it would be really cool and ironic if they got Lawrence Fishburne to be... Galactus yes. after all like, be, just he is also in the MCU. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I I know. Uh, uh a I, great I like, movie. Yeah. It's a a great movie. movie. It's a good movie. It is it it's is a good great. Movie. It is actually I just rewatched that like two weeks ago. It's great. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> it's really so fun. fun. But yeah, Darth I, Vader, I, I genuinely James Earl Jones one last time, just not even Darth Vader, just just voices this character would be cool. That would be interesting. <laughs> Uh, because we need real voice actors doing voices, not fucking AIs. Uh, yeah, for real. sorry. Yeah, for real. Um, no, you right, you right. Go hey, on, Kevin. I, I, Kevin Michael I do, Richardson. How about that? Right there now. we go. That'd there we go. That that would uh, be good voice. Yeah, I do think that the Ultimate Universe was a success, and I do think that yeah. it could be successful again if mm -hmm. given the right, uh, the right minds kind of heralding it and shepherding it. Right. Like yeah. ours. Um, we also get. Yes. Got an email from Marcel Hines, who has written us again. Hey! Uh, Marcel, Marcel writes, hello, everyone. 
writes, hope you all are doing well and had a good Thanksgiving with lots of yummy food and family time. Because of work, I wasn't able to go with my family on our annual trip to my mother's home state, but the time helped me get some personal things done so it's not all bad. I also worked Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope it was kind to you, Marcel. I writes, to briefly answer a question from weeks ago, no, no one has ever called me Marcel Marceau, which is fun. I forgot that we did that. Uh, anyways, which is funny because that is who I was named after, according to my dad. That's Na- awesome. Uh, no one in my various friend groups over the years has ever been interested in French actors. Getting back on track. We've hit Cataclysm, but more importantly, we've finally reached Ultimate Spider-Man 200. I've been waiting for you guys to reach this issue ever since Eric enlisted on the Ultimate Peter Kitty ship months and months ago. Yes. I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm a diehard Peter MJ guy, but in the Ultimate Universe, Kitty was the one for him, in my opinion. And yeah. that page hits me harder and harder with each passing year. Fun fact for Eric, there's a small bit of Peter Kitty in Ultimate Fantastic Four slash X-Men Annual Number 1, which was a tie-in to Ultimatum. Yes, Overall, the story is. kind of sucks, but it was fun to see an Ultimate Universe to the Ultimate One where Peter and Kitty are still together. Also, it has Co- Scott Summers as Captain America. As Captain America. I'm reading this book immediately. Yes. <laughs> the second we stop recording, I'm reading this. There's two issues. This Ultimate Fantastic Four, Ultimate X-Men, and Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four. Yeah. Two uh, issues. Um, yeah, the, the design for Cap is sick. Uh, the story isn't great, but yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Uh, I <laughs> give believe me more Peter Kitty not, content. I believe it has Kitty using the web shooters. That's cool as fuck. That yes, is, I'm reading that I immediately. It has that. Uh, he writes, staying in the line of wrongfully ended couples, my query this week is, are there any couples in comics you guys are upset got broken up for one reason or another? Peter MJ is my obvious pick, but I actually have two other breakups that stick in my craw more for a different reason. Kate Bishop, Eli Bradley, and Danny Rand, Misty Knight. Ever since oh. the original Young Avengers run, I've loved the dynamic Eli and Kate had with one another. It was a great example of two young people trying to figure out who they are through each other, and I think that's a wonderful thing, especially in a superhero book. Seems like the only reason they broke up was because Marvel stopped using Eli for a decade and then had Kate bounce around to less interesting partners. Malcolm has thoughts on this, so I right agree. before that's we move all, on. I, I don't, I don't want to go off, but okay. that is one of the biggest things that I've been very frustrated about i love eli bradley i think that's an amazing character and yeah uh marvel just lost interest in having any kind of stories with that character yeah uh i think that is a very big unfortunate consequence to having uh sam wilson become captain america is true that uh, they just completely said okay well we have our black cap so we don't they should have made eli bucky or something they should i mean they could have left him Patriot as opposed to having that dumbass new boy Patriot that showed up with his huh, fucking shit. Weird. That was a glider. Yeah. Stupid. So uh, yeah, it, <laughs> he then writes, uh, really frustrating. Yes. He writes, as for Danny and Misty, they were one of the tried and true couples in Marvel comics. And it still baffles me to this day that they were split up. Their dynamic was so fun and they complimented each other so well. It's a special kind of love when a black woman tells you touch her hair, let alone put it in Bantu knots. See the Misty and Danny right. forever story written by Jeremy Whiteley and secret war, secret love tie in book to get that reference. Mm-hmm. Totally right. I love Danny and Misty together. And I they love Danny and enough Misty. time together. I think that's a much better choice than uh, literally than any other partner they've been with. Literally any partner that they've been with otherwise. Uh, he writes, it's really a shame that Marvel put the kibosh or what were two very interesting and well-done interracial couples. You really don't see a lot of those in mainstream comics anymore. Seems like a conversation no. worth having someday. Can't wait to hear your responses. Stay awesome. Stay safe. 
Yeah, Marcel, you're you're right on the money with that. It is yeah. frustrating. It is sad. Um, for me, honestly, the one that still you know really gets grinds my gears. It's it's uh, Matt and Kirsten. Matt Murdock and Kirsten McDuffie were made for each other. Mm. And the fact oh. that they are not only broken up but forever separated because, admittedly, the more visually exciting relationship is matt and electra um, whoa wait a second i think that's just a means to an end right now and i think he knows it he better know it because kirsten <laughs> is his one and only i i love. think he i mean he dare i say says it in the current run like he he comes out and says that but then why are they separate anyway i don't want to go off because of uh, <laughs> the politics <laughs> You're right. You're right. Who, what comic book couple do you wish was still together that got the shaft? You know who I wanted? Sam Wilson and uh, Jane Foster as Thor. Yes. That, that shit. Another interracial couple. Weird. That yeah. shit was really hot for a split yeah. second. And I was yeah. just like, you know what? Why wasn't this a thing? Why wasn't yeah. this a thing? Yeah, for, like, absolutely most of it. right. Like, oh boy, I I loved that. I wanted more of that. That we just got like probably a flavoring of that in the in yep. the whole Thor run, and that was that was that was disappointing to me. Hundred yeah. uh, percent, I agree. Uh, that's actually my pick. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Really annoying. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thank you to everyone who wrote in. So uh, yeah. again, if you want to be part of this uh, mailbag, write into geeksplained at gmail.com, but ultimate mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here. We have we love you guys. Real quick. Just, this was we huge. Love you guys. Yeah, like, really. Thank you so much. Biggest mailbag we've done after we took a week off. Incredibly thankful for all of you. Yeah. Um, before we look at next week, last thoughts on this week and what was your favorite part? Uh, I'll go to Malcolm first. I uh, I don't love the Cataclysm event, but That's I think fair. that once again, the Miles Morales uh, book really makes that work very well. Uh, it, it's, you know, I, I think Ultimate Spider-Man is cursed with having really great tie-ins. Uh, yeah. just, You're not wrong. <laughs> like, it's always good tie-ins for messy events. Um, and this continues that. Uh yeah, I, I love I love the tie-ins for this. Uh, I mean, favorite moments. If it's not Ultimate Spider-Man 200, just the entirety of it, because I think that's a perfect one yep. shot. Um, if it's not that, it's the Miles selling Jefferson, uh, which I think yeah. is that is something um, that stuck with me ugh. since I first read that. I I get emotional every time I read that because that is that is so hard to read. Fucking um, heartbreaking, heart wrenching, just scene. So yeah, uh, Jacob um listeners i fucking love galactus he is my <laughs> second favorite villain of all of the marvel universe he's the anti-symbiotes for jacob he, he really yeah. is he's the cosmic level of i love what he said it was like the cosmic karen of the marvel universe Cos- much so. <laughs> i love that because um um Anything involving Galactus is really my jam because I just love the idea of this giant entity, you know, coming, causing uh, havoc and wants to eat the planet. How do you fight something like that? That is incredible. Uh, uh, This event is uh, sloppy, but it was honestly my favorite thing of this week that I got to read, like, since since the last uh, volume that we read. Uh, You you really got to appreciate, like, just, like, everything that happened, all the artwork, 
Um, I even read, I, uh, we, we didn't talk, we touched a little bit of it. We mentioned hunger. Uh, there was also like, um, the ultimates, uh, the ultimates tie-in as well right. as the x-men the tie-in X-Men that tie-in. were a part of them uh, uh i read those as well because i just was so into this like event that was happening that i can understand where you guys say it's like it's a little it gets a little sloppy and it's like these two these two side like uh tie-ins were very like blah but uh but i read the x-men and it was actually my favorite one of my favorites out of all of it because of one it was drawn by joe quinones yep. and two it introduced my one of my favorite characters, which is Machine Man. Yeah, and at that's the right. End that, at the end, it, at the end of it, it introduces yes. Machine Man, and I was just like, okay, if we start the if if it's up to the three of us restarting the Marvel Universe, I want to be in charge of Machine Man because I know where to go from there. <laughs> I know where to go from there if we get if we get the chance. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> loved it so. With that, and also, it's it's an amazing event. It's I loved I love it when um, the six one six meets the Ultimate Universe. I love it when these kind of things happen. When universes kind of crash into each other, um, and the fact that it's Galactus is that this whole scenario is very fantastic. Um, it, this could be a backboard uh, presentation for pretty much what the MCU should do for Galactus if they ever introduce it. Favorite yeah, issue, a favorite. Yeah, right. So favorite favorite part is basically um, it's three moments. It's it's it's. I know you guys don't get it, but uh, don't like it. But I think it was very sweet that Gwen Stacy kissed Genki for the appreciation of whatever present she got. I didn't say I don't kiss. like it. The friendly yes, yeah. I like it. A, friendly kiss. a platonic kiss between I, friends. Exactly. Yeah. Again, she she was in France for a while. Like that's You're how right. I You're put right. it in my head. So we turned around. That, exactly between that also like um it was kong showing up i regardless of like how shitty things happen i'm really glad that he showed up and they were given an opportunity to talk her and kitty uh him and kitty sorry yeah it would have been it would i really would love to been a fly on the conversation of them walking uh leaving the parker residence and them walking together like wherever they're going like home or whatever i would have loved to know what the conversation was between the two of them after that um and then the last thing was um uh gosh what was that what was that last thing that happened oh and uh kitty pride kitty and kitty and peter you know that that should have been a thing i that's what drew me to the ultimate to ultimate spider-man in the first place picking up that random issue and picking a spot in that volume to read this great date between kitty pride and peter parker and i was just like mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. to me and i want more of this and i need to get into this now that we're here 200 issues later i still want it i still needed it and, <laughs> and it should have happened um at this point um because that that picture i agree with the Eric and I both felt it when we just saw that picture of uh, David LaFuente. He's like spread. That was it. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I've never been so sad of a future that never existed. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, fuck renew your vows. Give me this. Yes. I want this. I want this as well. Um, I respect it. So with all that, give it it a chance, listeners. It's, It's a very cosmic events that has its uh, ups and downs but it ends in such a strong spider-man mode yeah totally agree every in, in kind of the same way of like a 
a civil war annihilation situation. Like everyone talks about ultimatum. No one talks about cataclysm. And it's yeah. unfortunate because cataclysm is a much better event than ultimatum. <laughs> yeah. And know, still isn't great. <laughs> I, I think it's great. I think, I think it's, it's a great event. I think it has better moments for sure. Mm. And I do uh I do love the treatment here of Galactus. Like this is one of those things where it's like we get kind of uh desensitized to Galactus in the 616 mm. because he's been repelled so many times. When he shows up in the Ultimate Universe, it's like, oh, they're done. Like they don't have anything to handle mm -hmm. Galactus yeah. here. Yeah, so I love that. It felt desperate. It felt like they were really trying to make this happen. And I loved getting the two of like getting the two uh probably most important uh creations of the ultimate universe miles and the maker to go across the pond and see what life could have been is that interesting the two survivors yes that is quite interesting indeed isn't that interesting um but yeah i <laughs> i loved this event it's my it's probably my favorite uh ultimate event uh, just because it's it feels world ending, it feels big time, it feels blockbuster, and the fact that they were able to survive it feels like it was just by the skin of their teeth, which I back love. That. I'll back uh, my that favorite, up. my favorite part. You know what my favorite part is? You yes, know what my that page. Part is. That page is gonna live with me for the rest of my life. Yes, it will. Um, but yeah, so that does it for this week. A big week. Lots big of stuff we week. talked about. Lots of mailbag. Again, thank you all for writing in. This was amazing. A great way to come back from the Thanksgiving break. Next week. Next week, we are gonna be playing a little bit of catch up because we're going to be tackling the entire 12 issue series, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man. 12 issues, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna be diving through leading Miles from Cataclysm to Secret Wars. That's gonna be issues one through 12 of Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man. The synopsis goes like this. Miles is back in action with a new status quo and a new outlook on life. Uh, a big, big, big villain from Peter Parker's past is alive and well and about to turn New York upside down. Mm -hmm. I do not know uh, what that means, but that is going to be very interesting. And I hope maybe the villain is the person who was like watching everybody at the end of uh, at the end of 200. Who knows? Ooh, who uh, knows? Malcolm said we're going to find out right away. So I am excited to find out to find immediately. Out. The next week immediately uh, issues oh, wow. one through 12 of miles morales ultimate spider-man we will see you right back here spidey friday next week be there or be square not a circle but for now for the geek explained book club i've been eric azana i've been malcolm russell nelson and i've been jacob brown we are so thankful for all of you thank you very much for listening stay safe and we will see you next time that said, I'm not the Malcolm Russell Nelson of five minutes ago or the Malcolm Russell Nelson of 35 minutes ago or the Malcolm Russell Nelson of two hours ago. I'm also not the Malcolm Russell Nelson of three weeks ago or of two years ago. I am the Malcolm Russell Nelson of now. <gasps>
Daddy, I want all of it. And then him just fucking ripping through space. I had that exact same nightmare where basically I'm with the 11th doctor and he's I'm in his TARDIS and on the TV screen, the little crack in time and space comes and he's like, oh shit, it's the crack. And then from it, two hands emerge from it. And I, yes, exactly. Oh shit, it's the crack. That's so Oh shit, it's the crack. Yeah, it was literally that was what Matt Smith said in my head. Oh (laughs) Oh, shit, shit, it's the crack. crack. That's so funny. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) And Galactus coming out of this. I was like, what is happening? And then and then the Pandorica opened. And Uh the question Uh was 